What is up, everybody, and welcome back to yet another installment of Ask PJ Braun here at the Blackstone Labs headquarters. We have multiple special guests here for you today, as you can see if you're watching on YouTube and uh, if you're listening just uh, on iTunes or SoundCloud, is it? Yes. And um, you can't see us yet, you'll have to wait. We have some special guests. One of them being a man who just got done with an extremely long journey to help us pull off one of the craziest feats we've ever attempted here at Blackstone Labs. And uh, the other is one of our longtime athletes that you have all seen many times and know very well. And we'll have PJ Braun here introduce everybody. Alrighty, so by the way, we apologize for, uh, to one person really, Moon, Co Moon Cookie, um, for not being on the Blackstone Labs website for the past two podcasts. They are on iTunes and SoundCloud where everyone else in the world listens to them, but he has picked it up both times, so thank you for that. Um, Eric has figured out the issue, and um, it won't happen again. We don't think it will. No, and, and we promise. Um, <laughs> it's question? definitely going to happen is again, there a, for a, sure. a question from Moon Cookie this week? Um, Oh, doesn't look like it. Nope. Wow. None Very few questions. Only four questions. Moon cookie. Which is at? good because last time we spoke for two hours. So we don't want to be, nobody in this room wants to be here for two hours. So that's that's a good thing that there's less questions. I so, happen to enjoy the podcast. I do too, but it is a long time. It's hot in here. So <laughs> It is too hot in this room. Um, we have sitting next to me right now. So we have Steph over next to you, which the camera, so the, the, the positioning of the camera is always facing in this direction, right? So... The best thing to do is when somebody is speaking, have them sit here. So, because the first portion of the of the podcast is going to feature mostly Austin from Vet Kingdom, we're gonna have him here for now, and then we're gonna flap Steph over, and then honestly, you can leave if you want to, because I know you want to eat. Just GTFO, eat, if you please. Today, I just I would leave if I were you. I mean, I'd be like, can I go now, guys? I don't really care about the the workout stuff. And hopefully, this dual guest uh, platform will give me a little bit more oomph uh, that we need to get my own to get your own camera headshot on camera over here because this is just ridiculous. We had it for one episode, and I gotta say, I just I, my headshots just make the whole podcast visually so much better, just so much better. And at that one episode, we had it, and then after that, it's just. You know, it's it seems like it's missing something. We may have to change the name of the podcast if we get another camera. To just Colonel Fiola. Just like ask the guys. Awesome. Yeah, true. Uh, anyway, so let's. So what we were going to do is two separate podcasts. Now we're doing one big one. So let's let's explain because everyone already knows who Steph is, but Austin. Um, I'll give you the little like Cliff Notes background, and then we'll let him take over and 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 share this journey, but. I want to hear like I'm gonna give my you know my end of it, and then we're gonna hear his end of it, and 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 see where there's any like differences, and you know his perspective versus mine. But so, Twelve Days of Christmas was a sale that we did a few years back that did really well, and then we abandoned it for a couple of years, and I don't know why we abandoned it. There was no like true reasoning why, but December is just a shitty month for really everybody in the world as far as sales go. Like no companies really kill it in December because Black Friday is the monster sales day that, that everybody kind of blows their load on. To be honest, it's probably just because like, you know, we always do the Black Friday thing and then like shipping is usually backed up and we just get real scroogey in December. That's probably why we couldn't. Yeah, that's a little bit of it. But I mean, we, we've had so many issues with Black Friday too, where, you know, we've 
had like I'm sorry, literally as a sale one year. Like we, we actually <laughs> did it two years because we screwed it up again the next year. So I was like, and my, and my dad was mad. I, I'm already segueing into other stories. This is a really good story. So I'm not supposed to do this, but so this is how we do. This, this is why, why it takes long every time. So a couple of years ago, how many years ago was that? Three years ago, Eric, the original. I'm sorry, you guys were upstairs still when we did that one. Yeah. So this is in the old Blackstone Labs. We did a we we did a Black Friday sale, and it was such a good sale that our shipping got really backed up. But one of the like, I think it was because of Rob and and, and Daniel and Bailey because we were running um run everything run everything labs out of there too. Their sale like crashed our server, and like none of the orders were able to go out. So we were like a full week behind shipping everybody's shit out, and people were mad. They were like bashing us online, like Blackstone Labs takes your money and doesn't send stuff. So we felt so bad that I went out. I just, on the spur of a moment, I made a video saying, we're so sorry that we're behind on your, sh on your sales that in honor of, the, uh, of that and how sorry I am, we're going to give you guys 35% off whatever you want on the store right now. And it wound up being another huge sale when I did that. But we didn't tell my dad or anybody in shipping. And they were like, we're fucking sold out of all the stuff. Why are you selling so much more of it? And I was like, I don't know. I felt bad. I was trying to make everybody happy. Talk about so I wound up making it way worse. So we did that. Talk about fixing a problem with a bigger problem. <laughs> so I yeah, was We don't like, have enough shit. Let's just sell more of it. So when this all went down again, Last year we fixed it, and now this year we tried to like forecast and do everything else to prevent it happening. But we have such monster Black Friday days, it's hard to predict it. So we were joking around saying that we might have to do another I'm sorry sale, but but have it be like I'm sorry, like Roman numeral two, yeah, as the coupon code, which we were already laughing our asses off in advance, like that we kind of like did it again, saw this happening, <laughs> and then it did actually happen. So <laughs> it's kind of like all the other forecasts that happen in Florida. Like they tell us a hurricane's coming, a hurricane's coming. Everybody goes out and clears out Publix mm -hmm. and Home Depot for everything. And then not even a drop of rain hits us. And then eh, two months later, they're like, no, nah, this one that's out in the ocean is totally going to miss us. And we get nailed with a cat four. <laughs> yeah. Nobody has any water or anything ready. It happens every time. <laughs> I did a lot. I did a live yesterday and I was showing all the stuff in the warehouse. And I was like, look how full our warehouse is on all the stuff that you guys didn't buy on Black Friday. If you guys would start buying this stuff, I'd be able to ship all your stuff out on time. They're like, yeah, yeah, Jack, all the stuff that's not there. We need that. <laughs> Good news is um, Recomp came in today. Oh, shit. And wholesale is already done. And then all the backordered stuff will be done today, I assume, as well. So by the time you guys listen to this, if you're one of the people that's been worried, your stuff should be out and on the road. And I mean, realistically, you got to think that stuff every year being out of stock kind of has to be a good sign that you're with a good supplement company because if every year your supplement company that you drink their protein or their pre-workout or whatever they do a massive sale and they never run out of stock that that probably means not a lot of people are taking it the problem is not a lot of people think it's very quality probably means not a lot of people are willing to wait for it if it was back ordered because guess what it doesn't get back ordered mm -hmm. so there's never a shortage on mre bars i can tell you that ah. <laughs> so Last night in my, in my thing, I, I told everybody that Blacks and Labs was re releasing a better than MRE bar. And a couple of people like took it seriously. And I was like, I'm kidding. And I'm already getting sued by him. So like, might as well add that in uh, into it. We're not releasing the better than our MRE bar. Um, so, Ooh, But that does spark some ideas. Yeah. Um, Maybe we should revisit that idea that I had with the, uh, the pre-workout. Um, which idea was, was well, we're idea? not going to talk about it on the podcast, but Dave knows what, what I'm talking about. It's very futuristic. Oh, okay. Similar to the, uh, the caps that we had, but more advanced. Okay. 
Um, well, we won't talk about that on here. No, no, we need those. So what we'll talk about is back to the 12 days of Christmas sale. So I wanted to bring this back. So strategically, I removed Cyber Monday. And I figured anybody that was looking forward to the Cyber Monday sale would be potential December customers. So to entice those people into purchasing in December, we are going to run a 12 days of Christmas sale that has a different sale each day for 12 days with the final day being Christmas Eve. Now, we are not going to release what the sale days are. One of them, for instance, is going to be like 50% off apparel. Another one is going to be, you know, buy a growth, get a gear support free. There are going to be things like that. You know, I believe one of them is going to be 30% off all stacks. So we know that we're going to do solid sales those days. We wanted to really spice it up, especially for Christmas. So we joked around the idea of giving away a car. And we figured this would be a good opportunity to give away the car. We'd give it away for Christmas. So what we came up with was we're going to have raffle tickets. So each time you, you make an order on any of those, those sale days, you get a raffle ticket. So you can buy something every one of the sale days and have 12 raffle tickets. You can tell everybody in your family to buy stuff on those days and you know be like these corporate offices that buy 1,000 lotto tickets to increase, increase their chances. But you will get a, a raffle ticket for the car. And then on the last day, we are going to pick the raffle ticket out. And that random lucky person is going to get the free car from Blackstone Labs. Now, we decided that it should be a Corvette because the Corvette has become a very big part of our story this year because of the fact that it was stolen from my driveway at the Olympia. And don't worry, we're going to put Black Labs on your calipers too. <laughs> so that way there you have That's another piece of the, of the story that we're going to get into in a minute because the whole what's this thing going to look like in the end has become a big argument now. So we're, we're going to let you voice your opinion on this because Eric's given his, David's given his, my dad's given his. The people today on, on the Q&A gave theirs, very, very divided. Mm-hmm. Um, so we found through my buddy here, Austin here, a 1979 Corvette. So here's, here's the deal. I told David that my favorite, obviously I have a very cool modernized Z06 that I would not get rid of, but my favorite classic car is a, I mean, we, we talked about this, a 76 Stingray. It was a very, very cool look, very, very, you know, classic, you know, American muscle car. And we were like, how cool would it be if we gave that away? Like everybody loves the Blackstone Labs Corvette, you know, the fact that it got back, it's like a, you know, it's like a victory story and we should give out, you know, go retro with it. So I'm like, you know what? I have a, a friend, speaking of the Corvette, who I met through social media because he's posted my Corvette on his page, Vet Kingdom. Let me reach out to him. I reached out to him. He's like, I got something for you right now. He showed us the pictures of it and we were like, holy shit, this thing's awesome. We want it. And now we're going to start telling the story together. So, Austin, I'm going to have you jump in. Say what's up to everybody real quick. What's going on, guys? Pleasure to be here. So this is where the story gets very interesting. So I told Austin, okay, what do we have to do to purchase this thing? You know, tell us what the next steps are. Before we jump into that, how old are you? 24. And where are you from? Redmond, Oregon. Redmond, Oregon. And what do you usually do? This is it. I just uh, post pictures of Corvettes and stuff. <laughs> Boom. I, uh, I had a car lift fall on me and crushed my leg pretty bad. We do have pictures of that, Eric, if you want to add that in. It's pretty ridiculous. Holy shit. Yeah, and it uh, pretty much turned my whole life around. So while I was sitting on my butt all day trying to figure out what I needed to do, I started a Corvette fan page, and one thing led to another. And at the end of the story, here's, here's where we're sitting. Awesome. I'm glad I asked. I didn't know that at all. Yeah, pretty neat, right? Did he not is, know that. His, he's like Mr. Deeds. 
Remember when like the guy <gasps> stabbed stabbed his foot stabbed his foot with the thing, the poker, and he couldn't feel it? That's, that is that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Right? You have no feeling in your except for your little toe. Yeah, yeah. My my pinky toe, I've got feeling and I can move it a little bit, but I mean you could take a stake. Stick it right through my big toe, and I would have no friggin' idea it even happened. So, like, you're set if anybody ever takes you hostage and, like, tries to torture you for information. You're like, yeah, I bet you ain't got shit on that leg. <laughs> you just, just yeah, saw yeah, right yeah. through it. I don't feel a thing. toenail. I dare you. Yeah. <laughs> it's so we, – we were, like, laughing about this last night, though. But it, it's so interesting, the human body, that the pinky toe managed to survive. Mm-hmm. And so, like – Little we, guy's strong. You wouldn't yeah, give well, it up. Yeah, but we were joking around last night, like, if it came down to a situation where – they were going to have to, like, amputate all but the pinky toe. Would you leave the pinky toe since it was fine? Or would you be like, just take that, too? I don't know. I mean, you could come up with some pretty, like, stubby nicknames and stuff. But uh... Yo, speaking of stubby nicknames, I have a friend who's missing his big toe. He was he got it chopped off in high school in a lawnmower accident. So just his big toe is gone. He saw the other four. And when he got older, he got a tattoo above the nub. It's just a gravestone that says RIP number 10. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And his name is Nubby. <laughs> We've called him Nubby since the beginning great, of time. Great spot for a tattoo and very, very good story. So, um, all right. So, Mr. Deeds over here uh, and I became friends and he came through for us. So, I didn't know how to buy the car. So, I was like, what? how do I even get it? And, you know, he, he was like, well, you can um, wire me the money. Right? So, but... There was an issue here. We had dads involved. Now, by the way, I'm 38, but I'm, I don't have a problem admitting that my dad got involved. His dad got involved, too. Yep, yep. Um, I think both of our dads thought this was a bad idea. Yeah, Dads absolutely. usually do. Uh, my dad was more concerned with the whole fact of, you know, that it's in the middle of winter, and you want to drive a rear-wheel drive sports car all the way across the United States. That's uh, absolutely reckless, but... Through every type of terrain and condition that you're probably going to face. <laughs> Absolutely. And we, we hit every terrain you can even think of along the way. Went off-roading a little bit in he the 79. hit a snowstorm immediately. Um, so my dad was like, you are going to let some young boy that you don't know buy a car from a stranger that you don't know. And hopefully drive it here. And drive uninsured in the name of Blackstone Labs across the United States. No, Dad, in the name of Christmas. I was like, I mean, what's the worst that could happen? My dad was like, a lot of things. Everything. I was like, he'll be fine. We'll sort all that stuff out when he gets here. So we did, it. It, it, we did of course, insure the car. The money was wired. Also, funny part of the story, I forgot. I don't even know if I told you this. So uh, he was like, can you get the bank to send a letter or prove that the funds have oh, been yeah. sent? Oh, yeah. Yes, you did tell me this. He was like, I don't have any issue with you and, and it's just my dad doesn't know you and he just wants to make sure the funds are definitely coming and i was like i mean i don't know if i can i can like get them to send you a letter i mean just what do you want me to do and um how did we wind up getting it to work out in the end you you sent me a screenshot of some funding and i and i i just remember texting you back like well goddamn, all right man uh yeah so i talked to my dad and he's like yep you're good to go <laughs> so period this is Celeste. Please don't sue me for this one too, because I've given you enough already. But I screen capped the Blackstone Labs uh, Chase Bank page, and I was like, "Can you just show this to your dad?" And Pops I was, was like, like, "All right, you got any openings I, for a job?" Yeah, I told David. I was like, "I know this is like a douchey thing to do." 
I'm like, but I feel like this. But we need be, this Corvette. We really need to bad. get the Corvette right now. I feel like this is going to do it, which it did. So, um, <laughs> so he started the journey on Sunday. What you don't know is we actually photoshopped that. <laughs> <laughs> good to know. Good to know. Well, it doesn't matter anymore. No, we didn't believe it, it. It cleared. We're good. Um, <laughs> but it's a good thing because he wouldn't have left till Monday, and that would have screwed everything up because he left Sunday, and he just got here last night. So I wanted originally I wanted him to be out of here by like yesterday because I had Steph coming in today and now there's a big overlap but there was no way around it because he lost another day driving and his brakes went out. Yeah. So to start it all off, I uh, I started in Redmond, Oregon on Sunday night um, and I was originally gonna leave Monday and uh, but it started pouring down some snow so I said screw this we gotta hit the road. We jumped in the car, and every pass where I was at was covered in snow. So I had to take a five-hour detour and go up towards Washington backwards, drop into Portland, and then down to Corvallis, which is on the Oregon coast just about. And then I had to drive all the way down to Southern California and then cut across Arizona. And uh, even in Arizona, I hit I hit more snow. So I had Whew. to... In the desert, I hit more snow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was mind-blowing. I had no idea that Arizona had snow. So there was that. And then we started uh, cruising. And um, when we got into New Mexico and Flagstaff, it got really, really cold and icy and more snow. But when I was going through uh, Biggs Junction in Oregon, I hit a blizzard and I could only go 25 miles an hour for about 35 miles. And that was a nightmare, especially in a 79 Corvette. Which, keep in mind, this Corvette has a 400 small block in it with a cammed motor, so it has a lot more horsepower than it than it should. Should, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. How many horsepower does it have? You know, it's hard to say off the top of my head. I'd say close to 400. Yeah, I was gonna say 400. It's got an extra pony or two in there. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we were cruising, and then uh, I was going through New Mexico. Everything seemed good. Had to stop for gas like a hundred times, but uh, and when we were going through New Mexico, a little town called Gallup, I was doing about 80 miles an hour, and uh, gas kept getting cheaper. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna pull over here and get some fuel. Went to hit the brakes. There wasn't any brakes. I <laughs> I completely lost all my brake fluid. It's a good feeling. And uh, oh yeah, man. <laughs> nothing nothing like that. I'm doing about 80. Go to hit the brakes. Oh, I can't. Tell them how you he was he handled it. In a very, you know, calm way, though. Yeah, so I, in that first, like, 30 seconds, you start counting your blessings when you're driving 80 miles an hour down the, the freeway in a Corvette that's not going to stop for you. So, luckily, this Corvette is a four-speed manual, and I started downshifting and using my... Engine uh, brake. Yeah, using uh, the the transmission rather than the, the brakes, because there wasn't any. And I went up onto the overpass and took that exit, and then... There was a car stopped in front of me, and I pulled that e-brake and threw the car completely sideways and got it to stop. But uh, we were really, really lucky that we were able to get that done. And then the unfortunate part about all that was um, I'm in this little town of Gallup, New Mexico, and it's six degrees outside. <laughs> and I'm, I get it into a jiffy lube, and uh, they're telling us, oh, yeah, your brake, your brake calipers on your right side are absolutely shot. And I'm like, okay, well, let's get some new calipers on it. And 
nobody could get me the car calipers until about Wednesday, and that flat out was not working for me. So then I found myself walking through the town of Gallup back and forth, back and forth for the next... I was there for 26 hours and uh, in the in the six degree weather, and I was not dressed for it, but uh, we were able to find all the brake calipers that we needed and get back on the road. But it took us 26 hours, and Pet Boys they actually drove to Albuquerque to find one of the cal- calipers for me and get it back on the road. And so we were back on the road Tuesday night rather than Wednesday so, afternoon. So not to cut you off, just like how did that go? You pulled this thing into a Jiffy Lube and then apparently went to a Pet Boys to get the, the correct parts that you needed to get the car to be able to stop. What did you say to these people when you walked in? You're like, yo, I know you ain't going to believe this, but I'm driving a 79 from Oregon to South Florida for this dude that owns a supplement company that wants to give it away for a Christmas contest. What, what did they say to you? You know <clears> – <throat> I have I have talked about this this uh, journey that I'm doing every everywhere I go. I mean, everywhere that I stop at a gas station, I got a bunch of guys out looking at the car, and you're like, it ain't mine, but it's pretty, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the same thing every time I tell them the story, and everybody just kind of sits there for a second and goes, "What? Wait, you're driving this from West Coast to Southern East Coast?" And I'm like, "Yeah, actually, yeah, I am." And they're like, "Is it gonna make it?" And I'm like, "You know what? The car's done fa- fabulous." And uh, um, when I walked into Pet Boys, I told them what, what had happened. They're like, you know, it's going to snow more tonight, right? And I'm like, I don't give two shits. You're like, I, I got racing slicks on, on this yeah. thing. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's been a mind-blowing story all the way up until that point. And then, um, then that night, I got the car back on the road about 6.30, 7 o'clock. And I drove from there... I drove 20, 24, 25 hours straight without stopping all the way through the evening. Yeah, because we lost a whole day. Right. I was supposed to be here a day early. and uh, But, yeah, we had some really cool stuff going on. Uh, I went through um, Texas, and when I was going through Amarillo at, like, 2.30 o'clock in the morning – or 2.30 in the morning um, – I uh, got to witness a really cool meteor shower in this, the skies and uh, and Amarillo is absolutely flat. And there was not a cloud in the sky. No, and it was no marijuana was consumed either. It was a real. <laughs> have you ever seen a meteor shower? No, can't say dude. That it's pretty fucking spectacular. I can't say that I have marijuana or not. <laughs> it, it, it's pretty. It's really awesome when you're driving a '79 Corvette with I'm, T-tops. Oh, wow, and I can't imagine that would be fucking. It, it lights up the whole sky. On weed. On them weeds, there, boy. <laughs> so yeah, from there we cruised on, kept driving, made it all the way to Dallas, and then our next mishap happened. Um, I was going through Dallas, and my power steering blew out. And then driving a 79 with those wide tires with no power steering, it is a bitch to turn. Absolutely. So It would have been horrible if he had to come the whole way like that because I drove it last night and this morning without the power steering, and it's... Worse than the Mercedes when the power steering went out in that? Because that was a death No, trip. that was different because that, that was, fucking... was like, you had to be He-Man to turn the wheel. Yo, like... But it, we found out in the end that the whole steering column was broken. Uh... And that's why that was so bad. Yeah, in that SLS you had, somebody somewhere down the line destroyed the power steering in it, and I was, like, the next one to, to drive it. And I drive the thing, and I'm like, you know, this is, like I said last night, I've driven a lot of cars, the only car that I've ever driven that I was truly scared that I would kill myself in it. 
and I go to turn on the first corner and I'm like moving in this very long front end car and I'm making a turn and I'm like, why the fuck is it so hard to turn? Holy shit. Before I made the next turn, I call him I'm like, yo, what's up with the car? He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I can barely fucking turn it through the intersection, bro. Yeah. Like these tires are hard to spin by yourself. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no steering column was, was broken on that. Yeah. yeah, and those SLSs, they have much grippier tires than this yeah. old Falcon. And it's such a wide wheelbase that, like... Yeah. Well, those are custom wheels. They're ridiculously wide. Yeah. Um, rest in peace to the SLS. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yes. Well, oh, you know what? There was a cool part of the story that you left out that I remember from last night. You While you were waiting in New Mexico, you got to witness something. You You saw a meteor shower, but you also saw something else that I thought was pretty interesting. In New Mexico? Pretty sure it was in New Mexico. You talking about the guy? Yep. No, that's Louisiana. That was Louisiana. Yeah, that was oh, Louisiana. Excuse me, we're not too Louisiana. <laughs> Which happens to be the worst stage of drive through we now know. Oh, oh my gosh. Driving through Paul Louisiana, uh, just the roads and cops and everything, it's it's a nightmare. You can you can go five miles without seeing another stater sitting there waiting to pull somebody over. Yeah. And when you're driving through Louisiana on the interstate, it's like you're just going over like a, a car rubble road like speed bump. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. But yeah, so we made it through Dallas and everything and on down into Louisiana and the most bizarre thing happened. <clears throat> I don't know if you guys have ever seen Waterboy. Yeah, of course. If you but, haven't stopped watching this podcast right now, go watch yeah, that yeah. shit. If you haven't seen Waterboy, you're, right now, you're not American. Classic. Stop what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, so we're I'm driving down through Louisiana and I'm cruising, I'm cruising. And as I'm going on, this like weird object is coming towards me. And I'm like, what the hell is that? And so I like merge over to the left lane and I'm cruising. And sure as shit, this guy is driving a lawnmower down the interstate highway backwards. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm freaking out because I mean, Waterboy was one of my favorite movies growing up. So I'm like, Shit was based on a true story. Yeah. <laughs> I found him. Yeah. I found him. I saw the real life water boy. He was driving down a freaking lawnmower down the Louisiana How fast was he going? I don't know. He was going naked because he was going the wrong way. Naked. Was it a green John Deere? No, it was red. It was a red one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, so, dude, I mean, he's clearly got places to be. Man. He can do stuff like that down there. Yeah, he just had his hoodie on with his hand on the steering wheel, just cruising. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it. But I'm sure yeah, you'll never was... forget this trip for the rest of your life. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. Uh, I'm laughing because didn't you also see, this is all coming back to me from last night. We had a funny conversation about this already. Did you see a guy get attacked by canine police dogs? Oh, shit, yeah. So that was in Gallup, New Mexico. Oh, back to New Mexico. Yeah, so back to New Mexico. I was, uh, I just got the car and I'm like, you know what? I'm still going to take advantage of that cheap fuel that I was going to buy, you know? So I pull back into that gas station and I'm sitting there, and I get out to put some fuel in the vet, and I look over to my left, and these two squad cars roll up, canine units, and I'm like... At the gas station? Yeah, at the gas station, and I'm like, what the hell? They got their lights on and whatnot, and this guy comes running out of the gas station and comes taking off down the street, and the cops go over, pop open their, their doors, two German shepherds run out and go and just maul this dude. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, I haven't seen anything like that. So that was... That was pretty insane. That would have made the trip for me. That oh, made my it, yeah. God. That would have been great. Yeah. What, what did he do? Try to rob the store or something? 
Uh, I don't know. I don't know what he did. He came running out of the gas station. Yeah, yeah, and mm. safe to say. Yeah, I probably he, hit that silent alarm. Was, but yeah. I've never seen anything like it. And those police jo- dogs, I'll tell you right now, they don't mess around. That's nah. that was some crazy shit. No, nah, so. those things are missiles. Yeah, <laughs> they will catch you. I watched a bunch of the training, sure. training videos on, on those. They're awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've seen the training videos, but seeing. I want to get a couple of those for Redcon. Seeing that happen in real life. Just get them to smell really shitty products and then just find your way over there. <laughs> like, honestly, dude, my dog, if, if you're running from it, there's absolutely you stand no chance. I won't run from a from a, from a a trained dog like that. Yeah. Just, like when a bear attacks you, you know, they tell you to just, like, cover your head and go just, down. Just try not to die. That's what yeah. I'm doing. I'm no. not running. Yeah. yeah, it was insane. So, and, yeah, that guy was uh, screaming, like, I've never heard anybody scream in my oh, life. Oh, yeah, that but, shit don't uh, feel good. <laughs> it's a lot different when you're not wearing that special foam suit. No, it's a lot different. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm pretty sure he got ripped up pretty good. Those teeth go right through, start hitting the nerves next to your bones. It don't feel oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, while this is all going on, I'm, like, you know, planning out my week. All my weeks are, are crazy. I got another crazy-ass week next week, another very special guest coming next week that we're excited about. And I'm like always just wanting to keep everything organized. So I reach out to him and I'm like, how is everything going? Thinking that he's going to be here soon. And he's like, oh, you didn't hear? <laughs> and this is instantly where like, I'm already like, why didn't my fucking assistant say anything to me? Excuse my language. And I'm like, no, what should I need? What should, what should I, I have heard? And he like gives me like the Cliff's Notes version of what we just talked about for the past 20 minutes. And I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> so I'm like quiet for a minute. I'm like, are you okay? And he's like, yes. I'm like, is the car okay? He's like, yes. I'm like, oh, thank God. I'm like, all right, well, just, you're, I was like, you're the man. See you when you see when you get here. And he wound up getting here. What time did you got here yesterday at what? Five? Five thirty. Five thirty at night. Yeah. And so left Oregon Sunday and pulled into Blackstone Labs headquarters last night. Yep. Yep. And there's only one thing to do after all that driving when you get into Boca Raton. Hit some donuts. He, did you do any donuts? No. No. You can tell us. We don't care. No, I don't, I don't know where you would go do donuts. Nah, the other thing that you do after that, if you're not doing donuts, is you go to Santos. That's like, and, go to Santos. Oh, yeah, we definitely did that. And uh, Santos was He was like, this awesome. place is great. I'm like, I've never not taken somebody here for the first time and have them not respond the same way. Yeah. Uh, because when you just tell somebody that you're bringing them to like a buffet, kind of like, oh, buffet, whatever. No. Yeah. But like, you have to... I, I try to like let them know like it's not really a buffet. It is a buffet, but you're gonna be able to eat really good sushi and really good like steaks and and Americanized food. Yep. Pretty sure that's all it takes is somebody yeah. to realize that they've been there one time. And they're like, oh shit. And basically, anyone that I've ever cared about, I've brought to Santos. If I didn't bring you there, it's not a good sign. Damn, I, you've uh. never brought me to Santos before. <laughs> shit, you fucking heard it here first. Like all over the country, there are people that are a part of Blacks and Labs that I have taken to Santos. It's like my go-to. But not the Colonel. In fact, we have guests. Th- I've never gone there with you. No. Nope. Eric, how many times have you been to Santos with me? Dozens. Dozens. Oh, dozens. So, how many times have you been a part of us bringing an athlete or a guest to Santos? They want to go. Every photo shoot ever, they're like, can we go to Santos? Like, any new person, I'm like, of course. I'm not going to hold it against you because I don't really like. Well, I'll go to Santos tonight. I'm never. Oh, I'm shit. Down. I'm the in. The problem is, is like, I I love taking people to Santos. And they love going. But if you live here all the time and you have the, the, the like option to go there all the time, 
for whatever reason, a lot of people don't like appreciate. It's kind of like a pub sub. Yeah, they don't appreciate it the same. Yes, exactly. Like you know, like when you show somebody a pub sub, they're gonna be like, "This is the best sub." I've have ever. you ever had a pub sub? No. Publix. I, I have no idea. Okay. Yeah, you should here. probably just, for lunch. The don't walking, do and just go to Publix right here and go get a chicken tender chicken sub. Tender sub. Yeah. Walking distance. Yeah, so no, not walking we'll distance. We'll send somebody to do it. We'll yeah. make sure to do it. If anything, I'll bring you over there. No big deal. Cool. Uh, cool. As soon as you're out of here, that's what you should do. Actually, uh, it'll change your life. Get the chocolate chip cookies too. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> Publix is so good. And the lemonade. Yeah, There's so many Publix good things at Publix. We can we can get into a whole Publix talk if we. If we yeah, if you just know now that, like, you know, we're going to get off this topic right now, but if you live in a state that doesn't have a Publix, you are thoroughly missing out. Their motto is shopping Publix, is where shopping is a pleasure. <laughs> she knows. You have to let the ladies do it. I'm sorry. It I'm truly sorry. is, though. It truly I don't know. Is. I was just so excited about it. Yeah. yeah. They've got a great uh, a great soundtrack going at all times. It's just a good, upbeat place. It's just very, very happy. It doesn't matter what happens to you in that store. If, if for any reason you are not pleased... You can just go to any manager and be like, you know what? This shopping was really not a pleasure today, and they'll just give you anything you want. Yeah. And literally anything you want. I might have to test that. No, you're going to have to. I'm telling you. Yeah. I've multiple times gone there for subs and just like, like I ordered it through the app, and then it wasn't ready when I got there, and I had to wait like five minutes, and I got the sub. I just go right to that manager. I'm like, hey, man, like I ordered this and said it was going to be ready 10 minutes ago. I'm on lunch break. kind of had to wait for it. They're like, oh, no, no, comp that for you right now. I'm like, thank you. Appreciate that. Isn't that an amazing world that we live in now? Yep. Yeah, it's only at Publix, crazy. though. Don't you do that shit Order it on your app. Go to get it. And they didn't do it in the time that you want it. And so they give it to you for free. Yep. How about that? Shouldn't have that sign up, though. No, no. Because <laughs> I'm going to take advantage of that <laughs> sign, <not>. bitch. Because, <laughs> you know, they put that sign up and they were like, no, we're gonna, we have to do this. We have to do this and then nobody does it. Because, I mean, to be honest, the, the Haitian ladies in the back just don't care. No. <laughs> about that sign. <laughs> sure. Um. All right, so we got the Corvette here, thank God. So now that we told you guys all this bad shit about this car to make you all not want it, what we did... <laughs> That's okay, because we'll keep it. Yeah, well, yeah, for, for all of us are, are not happy about what's going on right now, because David was the first to tell me when the car got here last night, he was like, I'm so upset that we're giving this car away. He's like, you're going to be mad. And then I got it last night, and I was like, fuck, I can't believe we're giving this car away, excuse my language. And then I brought it here today, and my dad took it, and he was like, damn, this car is pretty awesome. So we've already, like, strategized everything that we're going to do in case whoever wins doesn't want the car. But to all the people that do actually want the car, that are going to participate in this, we brought it over to Superior Street Auto, who wrapped the Corvette when, when I had the Punisher, the crazy Punisher wrap, uh, which is what got him to, to, to see me, I think, in the first place. Was yeah. That, that, that car got, you know, featured on his page. Did you um, like that wrap? Yeah, yeah. It... it, it was very aggressive and it was very polarizing. different. Yeah, it was love absolutely. it or hate it. I mean, Sounds it was, yeah. for me, when I posted the, the Punisher vet on my page, a lot of people were like, wow, that's, we've seen a lot of crazy raps, like through Street, Street Speed 717, he does some crazy Corvette raps. True. But for something that's aggressive and mean, but also kind of subtle, it was, it was perfect. It's what everybody wanted to it see. It was that, that car? got so much attention that I didn't care if if, any, if people hated it because I specifically wanted it to be really aggressive. Like, I would have never done that to the F12. Like, I think the F12 is perfect black. I don't I do not do anything to it. Yeah, it's you know? I love that car black. But when I saw them next to each other in my driveway one day, <clears throat> I was like, you've got the Ferrari and you have the Ferrari killer, and they're very, very similar. I'm like, so I drive the Corvette more often so i want to make it like really 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 stand out and so <clears throat> you know i came up with the idea for that punisher wrap and when the guys at superior brought it back to me 
in real life seeing it, I instantly was like, this is the coolest Corvette ever. And I would drive around and people would come up to me and be like, what is that? You know, they didn't even know that it was Corvette because it made it look so just like abstract and different. Yep. But I would also have people come up to me and, and be like, that wraps ugly. You destroyed yeah, it. Yeah, you ruined you it. You ruined your car. But it, regardless, it got a lot of attention that in the end left people going, what's Blackstone Labs? Oh, my God. That just reminded me. For the first time ever since I put the Blackstone Labs logo on the back of my car, I was in traffic yesterday. And this lady pulls up next to me in like an old RAV4. And she's like yelling at me to roll down my window and I rolled down my window and she's like on the back of your car and I'm like yeah she's like is that like for Labrador retrievers or like laboratory <laughs> I was like it's for laboratory but I like Labrador retrievers too <laughs> she's like bye honey like, bye <laughs> have a good day yeah that's funny that I've never had anybody that's the first I've never gotten that one never had anybody associate that um that's great that's the next thing. Literally made do. my day. I could not stop. You know what's funny is that. somebody. I'm not making this up. Talk amongst yourselves for two minutes. Let me see if I have this. Don't tell me what to do. Just, just you're gonna laugh. <laughs> if I find this, you're gonna laugh. This is worthy of researching. But no, I know that uh, people oftentimes see the the Blackstone Labs on the back, and they're like, "I wonder what this asshole does that he drives like this this loud fucking car." And then they look it up, and they're like, "Oh, it's workout supplements. Makes sense." Mm. Yeah. Yep. Um. Is it, is it, so for the Ferrari killer, I mean, I know some people like possibly you may think <laughs> that they truly are Ferrari killers, but it depends on what Ferrari, because like, you know, you go up against a twin turbo Berlinetta and it's, it's going to end bad for pretty much anybody. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well when, when you think about stock cars yeah. and, and what, what you're getting when you buy a Corvette versus what you're getting when you're buying a Ferrari, yeah. for example, um, the new Corvette ZR1 you can get for 140 grand, and it's 755 horsepower. And is it like it, 750 it, torque too? No, it's like uh, six six eighty or something. Okay, like it's that. still great. I, I'm sorry for butchering that, but uh, yeah, no, it's insane. And you can you can do zero to sixty in 2.85 seconds, and you can get in a, in a six speed manual transmission, and or no, I think it's an eight speed. Yeah, I think it seven is eight. Speed, seven speed manual now. Um, the, but the, I mean, uh, did they have a... Eight speed automatic. I was going to say that the yeah. automatic is like uh, Triptonic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's eight speed. Cause it's funny because I had the, a rental car that was a Ford that had the, it had 10 speeds. Yeah, that's insane. It had 10 speeds in a Ford. And I was like, because I'm on the highway and I'm in like seventh. 10 speeds? When? Yeah, when I had that white rental. Really? Yeah, because I'm, and it was, granted, it's only a... a 2.0 you know what i'm saying like right. turbo but like I'm, i was on the highway doing like 80 and it, like i clicked the thing and it went up to eight and i was like oh that's cool it has eight speeds and i hit it again and it went to nine and i was like what what is this what car has nine speeds and it went up again and i was like all right i, I quit Same i don't my trucks i don't know why why does this car have 10 speeds it doesn't go fast like yeah. it's it's a base model ford and you put a, a 10 speed transmission in it, it doesn't like, make any sense what is this a fucking a bike like yeah apparently yeah all right, yeah, so but I, I used to have a Huffy that did that back in the day, too. <laughs> somebody, somebody sent this to me uh, saying the new, the new sponsored athletes for um, Blackstone Labs. <laughs> and they were like, it's a good idea. And they sent me this picture. And I was like, those are Blackstone Labs. Those, are, those would be great, great reps. For Black, for Blackstone Labs. Those are the best. Bla I've actually had multiple people say things yeah, like that. that to you before? It is, yeah. Yeah, they are good reps. Um, anyway, so I just showed everybody uh, 
a little box of, of precious black lab puppies. That that's what that is there. Um, no stones in that picture though. Kind of weird. Now, oh, there might be a rock holding the bucket down the back. So, anyway, uh, I went over to Sanchez, who owns Superior Street Auto, and I was like, "Dude, make this thing freaking perfect." However, this presented the biggest question of the week, really. He said, "Do you want to wrap it?" So I said, originally I thought we would give it a good Blackstone wrap, you know. And, you know, like we've wrapped the juke. We've wrapped pretty much everything here, at, you know, at one point or another. Um, but when I saw it clean, which I have posted a picture of it clean. It's very dirty right now because it's driven across the country. It looked pretty sick with the old classic paint. And then that started a debate, playing with your glasses. Do we <laughs> wrap the car and modernize it a little bit? Or do we leave it more vintage, polish it up, and keep it there? On my Q&A this morning, it was about 60% in favor of the wrap, 40% in favor of keeping it classic. Once I got here, my dad, David, Eric, all want to keep it classic. What do you think, Josh? What do you think, Austin? You go. You want me to go first? Um... You know, I, I'm kind of torn in, in both ways because I've seen all the Blackstone wraps and stuff that you guys have done. And every, every time that you guys do something, Blackstone Labs, it's unique, it's aggressive, and it, it goes with whatever it is that you wrap. I mean, the Hellcat, the Bet, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but at the same time, it is a pretty mean-looking car, just jet black and classically vintage and... I mean, I, I, I love them both ways. And, I mean, the, the thing with rap, I mean, if you if you wrapped it and somebody didn't like the rap and then they ended up winning the car, they can always take it off and have that vintage look. So, I mean, it's kind of a win-win. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really pretty 50-50. I love the classic jet black that it has right now. And once it gets all touched up and fixed up, it's going to look really clean. And... Uh, we have a picture of what it looks like all cleaned up and everything. And it, it, it's a beautiful car. So um, it's one of those things. Uh, you, you, can't, you can't really lose in the situation, Yeah, you can't really win. So in your opinion, uh, being an expert, how, what condition is the paint in? Like how could it use a new paint job? Because I haven't seen it clean and I haven't seen it in the sunlight. Um, if you if you wanted to go all out, yeah, you could you could sandblast it and repaint it because I mean it's the original paint. Right. It's forty years old. Yeah. And I mean there is. Um, Does it look bad for the original paint? Hell no. Right. There's not no, a lot of scratches, not bad. a lot of dings, not a lot of little, like any oxidation or anything. Yep. No. No paint peeling or anything. Yeah. See, that's a, a that's, matte black. That's satin black. A satin. Let black. me see. Ooh, yeah, that that doesn't look bad at all. Man, I think even with the classic wheels, that'll look great. Yeah, absolutely. So, just interestingly enough, also, I'll be able to hear me. More women are saying to keep it, keep it, keep it how it is now. I've noticed than guys. Um, so, in my opinion, I think if the paint is good and it doesn't and it looks good, there's really no downside to wrapping it you know what i mean yeah. you could even do a color change you could even just do it like satin okay, so white i'm going to give you the downside now kristen graham who i love everyone knows it's my crush um reached out to me after my q a today very very intelligent girl she always like 
thinks of things from different perspectives. She was like, so, she was like, the way I see it is <clears throat> solve your, your, your question. You have to, you, well, solve your problem. You have to think of the question that you're asking, who you want to buy this, or who you want to get these raffle tickets and get this car. She goes, if you wrap it, you're definitely going to get the Blackstone people that are following you really close that want that Blackstone wrapped car. And you're probably going to get a winner who's already, for the most part, been buying your products and be super, super proud and happy that they won. So if you don't wrap it and keep it you know, vintage style, you're going to appeal to more people and probably get people that are like, you know what, let me jump in this contest so I can try to win this Corvette. And maybe they buy some, some product that I'm not even going to take and wind up winning and you never hear from them ever again. So which way do you want to go with it? So, I the reason why I think that that's not necessarily that, true that is because that way would also you in theory my my David believes this get more of a broad demographic of people in in spending money to get into the contest. The reason why I don't think that that's true at all is because anybody is not not going to enter because it's wrapped. Do you think so? Nobody's going to like the car, think it's a great contest, really want it, but say, ah, it's Matt Cherry Red. I, I specifically would not buy that car huh? because of the wrap. I think that's false. You do? I think a lot of people think that's false. I don't know. I, and anybody, it's a car. Like, like, if I wasn't following the brand, I wouldn't And you saw this wrapped car? That with those Blackstone, you'd be like, I don't give a fuck about winning, so, like, uh, you know, BSN. You, you would not win a car because you didn't want to take a wrap off? Yeah, well, I mean... I disagree. I, I think anybody that wants the car would also, easily just pull the wrap off. You're also showing distrust in your call center to follow up with those people at the accelerator. Wait, what? Huh? By not trusting the call center to follow up with people that entered. Uh-huh. They, they should be able to convert those people down the line. Another good point that nobody can hear microphone <laughs> over there. Uh, but at the same time, I, I think about it like this. You know, I have a lot of people on my page that are watching live right now. And, oh, I forgot we had that going. Oh, yeah. What's up, guys? Yeah. <laughs> that are watching live right now, and uh, they're going to be buying product and stuff because they they have seen this Corvette go across the, across the United States, and they've been a part of this journey the whole way around. And, uh, yeah, so it's uh, – I'm I'm trying to think. In Sorry, the same I threw time. You off. Um, that was a dick move on my part. Yeah, so at the same and, time, like, off. Um, how weird is that? I'm I'm a pretty is that firm... weird for you. No, no, that's fine. Because that's not actually what you're doing, though. That's what it's. Is. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a little bit delayed. Yeah, so at the same time, it's like you know, for me, I when PJ sent me Blackstone Labs products for the first time, I mean, I have done Gold Standard. I've done a lot of different kinds of proteins and. Um, pre-workouts and stuff and then I tried the Blackstone Labs product and that's all I'm ever going to do from here on out so at the same time I kind of see it as yeah you might get somebody that might try out um, your product because they bought it specifically just to get into the raffle and if they don't win they have this stuff sitting around if they try it and a lot of my, my Corvette guys they're all gym freaks uh, that's why Corvettes and supplements they, they go hand in hand because there's some stigma about having a Corvette and then being fit at the same time. I yeah, mean, no, I think there is. It's crazy. So, I mean, at the same time, these guys that like Corvettes, if they buy your supplement and then they try it, you might be having more loyal customers like 
that. So, I mean, I guess, time. you know, to get the best of both worlds, what we could do is, you know, advertise it classic. And then anybody that follows us closely, we can say, hey, you know, if you win the car and you want it Blackstone wrapped, we'll wrap it for you. You know what I'm saying? Then that way there we get everybody that would normally enter because it doesn't have a wrap, would you which I think is absolutely a, false. Would you be able to get a rendering of showing like what the wrap would look like? Yeah. Because if you do that, then you can advertise both sides of it and show what it would look like with and without the wrap. And if you win, you get to choose which one you want. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Is like, I mean, I think anybody that's in that would be into it to get a classic car is not going to see it and say, "Oh, well, I would love, I love this classic car and everything," and like, I would definitely spend two hundred dollars on it if it didn't have this wrap on it. They're definitely gonna spend the two hundred dollars and just take the fucking wrap off. There's yeah. nobody in the world. Is, come on, like, that's yeah. You're, you're looking at it wrong though. It's it's the car. If you don't want to, yeah, go for a Ford Fusion, then you're gonna appeal to everybody. Yeah, exactly. If you're not a Corvette guy to begin. Exactly. Anybody that's really into it for the car has no problem pulling off that wrap in their garage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Eric. I I think it's still a mistake. I think offering is an option. If it's a blackstone oil, that's fine. Um. You're you're just cutting off immediately half the people that would enter. And if we're trying to get people that buy other brands to buy ours, like it's so. This is Eric. David and my dad's opinion, who, although different people, you could say would be part of like a similar demographic, I suppose. That you think uh, Eric, Dave, and your dad are all in the similar, similar from a car perspective. I think okay. they're going to look at it maybe from a car perspective in a more conservative way, you know. Yeah. So, if that group of, of like more conservative approached people <coughs> are all turned off to it, I and mean, that's a pretty large group of people if you think about it. To Eric, Damon's, and, and my dad's. And I agree. People that aren't Blackstone Royals, what they think. Because you're just, you're wasting your time asking someone who's just going to say yes. All right, I agree. But now let's look at it from this perspective. Let's say it's your dad's, your dad sees a giveaway. Yep. For some other company, for let's say it's for something he doesn't even use. Let's say it's for a bass bait company. And he says that they're giving away his favorite Corvette ever. But it's wrapped in... The sports team that he hates the most. Is your dad not going to enter the giveaway to, to maybe get the car, knowing that even though it's wrapped in Dolphins and he's a Broncos fan, he no could just right. take the wrap off? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I just don't see him being like, ah, I would enter I this contest, want but it's. That had Redcon on it. Yeah. It was like a good gig. Yeah, know? but you hate that company. But if it was a company you had absolutely no affiliation with, had never used their stuff before, and they were giving away something you really wanted, and it so happened to be wrapped in something you absolutely hated. Would you, ah, uh, man, I'm not going to do it just because it's wrapped in that. I mean, I know enough about cars that it wouldn't be a big deal, but to, what if somebody doesn't know what we know? And they're like, oh, I have to have this thing that says Blackstone on it. It'd be so much cooler if it didn't say Blackstone on it because they don't know. Like, oh, it's just a wrap that you can take off. Yeah, I mean, big sticker. yeah, maybe yeah. if they don't know that a wrap is a big sticker, but if you live in 2018 and you don't know that a wrap is a big sticker and you can take it off. There's a lot of like, people that don't know because we're in a, we're Also, in a, a Blackstone paint job would be way too fucking expensive, y'all. Sorry. Well, there were, there were <laughs> people that people did say to me about paint. I'm like, we're not painting it. Blackstone paint job it. would be damn near half the price of the car yeah, well, there's a lot of people that don't more than, more than yeah that, you know yeah because they were like what are you gonna do to the paint i was like paint we're not we're definitely not getting into paint put a sticker on it <laughs> yeah, now, if you if you repainted that in it would like devalue. a blackstone wrap kind of way if you did it with paint it would run you around 20 grand yeah and it would just devalue the car yeah absolutely 
Um, so we still don't really know. My, are we leave my thought with, with doing the wrap is a it even if you just even if you just wrapped it in a gloss black to look exactly as it is now, you're protecting the original paint and getting away of any scratches, dings, or any imperfections. And then on top of that wrap, you could do a blackstone decal that they could easily just take off if they wanted and still have a protective wrap. But, you know, it true. doesn't matter either that way. Might, that honestly might be the best way to go. I saw the wrap as more so of like, a, hey, we're, we're giving away a classic car and the paint, which is already pristine, is also still going to be protected from it. You yeah. Yeah. I know there's a lot of like legal things that have to be covered with this with the with the attorney anyway, because my dad was concerned also about the car saying Blackstone Labs and then somebody like committing a crime, committing a crime. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but think about how many people have like Pittsburgh Steelers on their car, things on their cars, and then rob a bank. Shit. Yeah, you know, you can't go sue the Pittsburgh Steelers. So there's definitely legal things that I think waivers and what like whatnot that get signed. As I'm sitting here while we're talking. Looking at images on Google of satin-wrapped stingrays, I mean, they do look pretty awesome. They look great. Um, there are some very, very cool ones in here of, of different years, too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, I... My, my decision, yeah, go, go satin black. and. You should do satin black and just put the same it. Punisher logo that was on your vet. <laughs> um, I have a watch now that was given to me because of that. Pass this over to Eric, please. That's the T-top, what it would look like without the things on the top in satin. Woo! Oh, I'm bummed. I didn't even, I didn't hit warm weather until I got here to Florida, I and I really would have loved to take the T-tops off. And I, yeah. I just don't, it doesn't do it for me. So now I I can understand the the classic. No, that's my other. I like the classic yeah. look. Don't get me wrong. Us getting the maximum number of entrants, but my personal choice is to keep the classic paint. Yeah. Um. It's just so good. Here is, is an image is of. It just needs a little little love. Here's an image of the car clean, which gives a much different perspective of it, because it looks very very cool, with. It all cleaned up and polished, which I just posted a little while ago um, on my personal page. Looks a lot different. Same exact car. Yep. That's just very clean and polished versus what it looked like today. That actually is where I, that picture is the driveway of where I took the car out of. It's way different, right? It's, it's dramatically different when you see it like that. What do you think now? You have another picture of it like this? No, that's the only one I have of it like that. Well, this drastically sways my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> it looks very good clean. It's very, very that, different, that right? That paint is immaculate. It would yeah. almost be a shame to wrap it. Well, I think that's enough of this discussion to say that we'll leave the car with the factory paint. And or at least it. offer... That we will put a at least we can get a, re a, a rendering done. In, in, instead of wrapping we the entire car, this. if you're a fucking pain in the ass and want us to spend way more money wrapping it now no, 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 for four thousand no, no, dollars, not even. We'll add this on. No, to not even. I think we should just language. give. We should just give the option of adding a decal, a blackstone decal on yes, like the back. I'll give, I will give second, third, fourth, and fifth place uh, raffle tickets de decals for sure. Yeah. So first place gets the car and the decal, and then everybody else. That's great. So if a Legion member wins the contest, it'll come wrapped uh, per your request. And they have the best marketing material. 
and you'll already have the best marketing. With actually, not only will we get it wrapped, but we'll get it wrapped with your code on the back window. And we'll wrap it any color you want. Any color wrap with your code on the back window, so you can advertise your Legion code. It's a great deal. Man, we're fucking that awesome! Holy shit! Who does shit like that? Outside of Oprah Winfrey, because that's what people keep telling me. This I week. was actually going to say. Every time I'm like, who gives away a car besides Lots and Labs? Each person is instantly, they don't even think about it. They're like, Oprah. I'm like, fuck, you know? I <laughs> guess, yes, she does, but, yeah, but outside right, of her. All right, well, if we're second to the richest woman yeah, on the planet. Outside of people that own their own island, who else does stuff like that? Yeah. You know what else, though? Oprah gives away Honda Civics, and we're giving away a 79 Good point. Corvette. That's right. cammed out. We will that's, smoke that's, every that's car she's ever given away. <laughs> yeah. Now that we've talked about this Corvette and this while. journey, I think we have... Stephanie, she's probably got to have a meal at this point. We have Stephanie and four questions still. All right, so... Do you have any uh, any last words for people that are listening in at this point? <laughs> any last words before you go Follow get the Follow the page, at least, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely go check out my page. It's uh, at Vet Kingdom, and that's V-E-T-T-E, Kingdom, no spaces. Go follow it. Uh, send me a DM, and if you guys have any other... Uh, Corvette pictures and whatnot. I'm always looking to post more and talk more, and there's going to be a lot more pictures of this Corvette coming up. And chances are, I was are, following him before he was following me. By the way, and chances are, if you ever I want like page that much. to buy a classic Corvette and have it driven over to you, he, he's probably the dude to talk to you yeah. to do it because he's, he's got the like, ability. I, I, I threw it out there, right? The way that that little conversation went. So I was like, all right, man, you know, let's look into the transportation of this vehicle, you know, how much it's going to cost, probably around a thousand bucks or so to get this thing transported out here. And he was like, man, my only regret is that I'm never going to get to drive this car. And I was like, well, do you want to drive it to me? And then I just won't pay to fucking transport it, get it transported. Excuse my language. And he was like, yeah, he, really? And I was like, yeah. And he, he goes, dude, I would totally do that. And I go, if you would totally do that, let's do it because that's an awesome story. That's going to lead to something good, which it just led to what we just talked about for the past hour. So. Yeah, I had 48 hours to decide if I was going to drive across the United States with a vet or not. And How do you say sometimes no? Sometimes you just got to send it. How do you say no, man? That's yeah, like, no. like that's like one of those things that like opportunity doesn't always knock. And when it does, you got to let that motherfucker yeah. in, man. But yeah, at the absolutely. same time, for me, I was like, if this kid drives the car here and it makes it, I'm going to feel confident that it's not going to blow up when we give it to somebody. So this is like the test run. So we passed the test run. Oh, well, I mean... 4,388 miles later, yeah. No, we definitely passed the... I mean, usually you buy a used car, you drive it around the block, and if it makes it around the block, you usually are you know, pretty confident that it'll make it home. This one just went cross-country. You're funny. good. It'd be funny to see like, if you could enter this exact data into Kelly Blue Book, what the new value of the car would be. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> that would be interesting, for sure. It just shows up negative now. Um, all right, let's not talk about the car anymore because we want people to buy our products and make us money. <laughs> So I didn't um, think anything we've said so far was bad. No, it's I think cool. it's, an it's awesome all getting story. fixed right now as we speak. So yeah, it's literally it literally just got pulled into the shop. And if you guys want to see that um, getting driven away to our uh, what company is it that's fixing it again? Superior Street Auto. Yes, yeah, reminded me. Although I know I don't need to be reminded to tag them in the posts that we make about it. Yeah. So um, I did a live just before this of them taking the Corvette and parking it behind the shop and whatnot and. Uh, so, if you want to go see exactly what it looked like before this whole transformation happens, you can definitely go check out my page, and uh, we're going to have some great content on there here really soon. And this will be out Saturday noonish, right? So, if you are listening to this, and you're in the area, and you want 
to go see where the Corvette is, you can drive in there and see if it's in the VAC parking lot. And it may be. And if it is, please tell me, because that means they're fucking liars. Excuse my language. Because they said they're going to start working on it right now. I feel like we should, like, fill the trunk with, like, protein or dust. <laughs> That's a good idea. Not in um, containers. Like, I mean, like... getting these good ideas that are, that are going to make the... Make us need to sell more product to get this. Well, well, no, I was thinking, I feel like we should put, you know, like products in the trunk and then like somewhere in the cockpit area have like a fucking compartment for like a a spare dust scoop. That's a good idea. You know what I'm saying? Like a secret compartment for your spare dust scoop (laughs) that nobody knows about in case you got any like reserves of dust extreme laying around that you're trying to hide from your boys when you're going to the gym. It's a good idea. We would do something like that. Like secret, you know, like James Bond dust compartment. Type thing. That would be sweet. Would be did did we take all the uh, the tickets out of there? The um, the receipts. <laughs> oh, no, oh that was one thing that we didn't talk about. Receipts I, in there. Holy I shit. don't know if maybe we were trying to skip over the. Oh yeah, so I'll, I'll cover that real quick. So, um, before I came across the country, PJ's just like, hey, you know what? Uh, keep all your receipts and whatnot. We'll reimburse you when you get here. Yada yada yada. And I'm like, okay. So I start driving and I'm hitting gas station. I'm throwing each one of these receipts in the glove box so I'm not losing everything. By the time I'm through Texas, every time I'm opening, oh, and along with the speeding ticket I got, which I didn't talk that, about. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. If we needed to go over the speeding ticket. Yeah, I was, uh, <laughs> the speedometer is being adjusted there as well. Because yeah, speedometers. <laughs> the speedometer is off. Once you hit about 60, then it, then it starts Staying not at 60. reading exactly. And uh, so I thought I was doing about 80, and I was doing 98. So I got pulled over for 98 and a 75. Um I had no idea, but whatever. So now now the receipts are so stacked in there now that you open up the glove box and they come piling out. So It was like that. that he got it, Eric got it on video, I think. It's pretty funny. When he opened it up, they all just like. It's like the scene in Liar Liar when the cop pulls him over. Yeah, and, and he's like, like that. He's like, anything else? He's like, I have unpaid parking tickets. <laughs> it actually is like that. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> <it>. <laughs> All right, awesome. Well, um, let's, uh, let's, let's say about Austin. You're probably starving, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This poor I'm, guy hasn't I'm ready yet. to. Um, fare thee well. He's what? Ready, What's it called? To go, go to Publix. Chicken yeah, tender, Publix. pub sub, do white American cheese, and definitely get the boar's head honey mustard. I will, um, have, I'll have Teresa you. bring you over there, too. Let me text her right now. Please help me get food. Awesome. Well, it really was a pleasure doing this, and uh, thanks for having me on your podcast. I do appreciate it. No, thank you for everything. This has been awesome. He likes it here so much that he's going to stay for a couple extra days. Hell yeah. And he's going to just... Find stuff to do out Stay here. Stay out of the strip clubs, There's man. There's plenty. I do not go oh, to Scarlet's yeah. or Eleven or <laughs> Monroe's. Actually, go to Scarlet's. Uh, Anthony <laughs> and I are gonna hit the town tonight. I think so. Dope. That's a good partner. Um. Well, depending on how tired I am later on, maybe I can. Yeah, join us. Probably not, but I would like to. Oh, seven, seven years ago, you, I would, seven years ago. You don't know him well enough. Day. He does this a lot. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? It's it's. Yeah. I'm only in town. I'll be really tired days. by like 10 o'clock, so I, I talked a big game earlier in the day. Drink some pre-workout and come out. Mm. Um, <laughs> can you please help Austin get food? There you go. You're all awesome. set. Awesome. All right. Awesome. Thank you very much. Always. We'll talk more when I'm done in here. Pleasure, brother. Go, Pleasure. go eat. Do you want to hand me my phone over there? No, nah, man, we're keeping that. Awesome. <laughs> All right, so we're going to bring Steph over now. Um, Steph, where are you starting? Um, I'm all right. Okay. He hasn't even eaten yet two days, so we got to have Me neither. Yeah, he needs to go. All right. Yeah, well, I never eat, so. Yeah. Um, I'm used to starving. I fast all day. So I've been doing your little fasting thing I recently. I a couple of these little things in here that I don't, really, I don't consider this breaking the fast. We had a little 
I was actually going to ask you about that because, like, I feel like I do unintentional intermittent fasting basically every day. Uh And, like... Unintentional, yeah. Well, my mom does that, too. I I do it. I think that's why I stay so lean all the time is because I don't really mean to fast, but I do. When I started the fasting after the Olympia, I just started getting leaner and leaner. And so my mom actually had this discussion where she was basically saying that she was doing more and more during the day. And that she just didn't eat until she got home at night. And that that's how she started losing weight. And I was like, well, that's basically intermittent fasting. Congratulations. Yep. It works, right? And she yeah. was like, yeah. So I'm actually going to intermittent fast for the rest of my life. So it's it's very easy for me. That's um, how I feel about it. I don't, I don't like, like Billy doesn't understand how the second I get hungry, how I can't eat immediately. And, like, I do notice a mood change. Like, I'm definitely not happy. I'm definitely aggressive. I'm definitely not, like, personable. But, like, I don't. Die. I, mean, I don't know. That, like Marissa is like that too. She's like, I, I get very cranky when it's time for. I get eat. so angry. And you do or she says she does. She does. Oh. And I'm like, I think it's psychological. I really do. I mean, I guess maybe I could be a little bit testy, but personally, like I find that once you start feeling hung, hungry, you your body starts going into basically what I call search mode, where it's it's essentially looking for food. Like you're looking for calories, and this is when you become the most productive. And my productivity has gotten better and better and better the more acclimated that I have gotten to the fasting. Yeah. Like, I honestly feel like with exception to the, like, lawsuit drama with, like, my ex-wife and Aaron Sermon, that if you take those two aspects out of my life, which, of course, are going to put me in a shitty mood, I'm very, very happy with being everything hungry. else being hungry. Like, it's, it's not like I'm like, oh, I'm hungry. I eat when I'm done with everything at night at 6 o'clock, and I go to bed around midnight, and that's when I eat. I wake up around five. I train fine in the morning. I do cardio after fine. And then I'm very active all day. That takes my mind off of being like, oh, I'm hungry. So, And that's that's another thing that definitely uh, contributes to me being able to do the, the fasting more easily now is that, like, I've been training way less. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I go and train, I will be ravenously hungry. 100%. I'm hungry now because we've been sitting in here doing this. But normally my day is not like this. This is only once a week that I do the podcast. So, you know. When I was at Nationals with Sammy, I was so hungry by, like, noon. But I was just sitting there watching the, the show. You know what I mean? Right. My normal days, I'm moving super fast. And the more hungry I get, I find that I start getting more and more done. So. And also with the fasting, I've noticed that, like, if you fast all day and then like, you don't eat until later on, like, I could be hungry to the point where I feel like I could eat an entire table of food. I have about three bites, and I'm like, wow, that was a Thanksgiving feast. Yeah, you get your good. Your your stomach shrinks smaller. I can't eat nearly as much. When you're eating constantly, like for me, like it makes you hungry. It makes you hungrier. Your metabolism's going. Yeah. So what kind of um, perfume are you wearing? Um, it's Chanel. Smells really good. Oh, Chanel. No. It's like taking over the whole room, but it's good. (laughs) I didn't smell it. I thought it was Austin the whole time (laughs) until she sat next to me. I was like, I've got sinus issues right now. And now it's like more strong with her here, and I. I wasn't gonna tell him like, yo, man, you smell good. I, I kind of had a feeling it was coming from over there, but it just kind of like took over the room. I feel like Chanel Chance. How about that, ladies? If you want to know what Lord Braun thinks smells good, there you go. I just figured it out myself. I feel like that's one thing that like you can't really tell a woman that you don't know that she smells good without her being like, okay, buddy, all right. I'm, yeah. not given, I'm so not into no. like 
sense though, like I'm like the worst, like because like Marissa will be like, "What kind of perfume do you like?" I'm like, "I don't know. What do you smell like right now?" I like that one. Yeah, so it's good. You know, Whatever's like, good. Yeah. Like I feel like every time I've ever like passed by a woman that smelled good, and I was like, "Oh, what kind of perfume are you wearing?" They're like, "Why do you care, motherfucker?" She's like, I'm, I'm like, married, "All right, asshole. That's you what fucking kind of smell I'm good. Wearing. Jesus." They think, they just think you're trying to come on. Well, well, that's what it is. It's like it's like I can't note that you smell good without you thinking that I'm trying to get with you. It just depends on the woman. It's like, come on, you smell good. That's also like if you compliment their shoes, they're gonna think the same. Right. See, I feel like perfume is like extra more so they think you're trying to get at them if you I tell them that they smell good. I don't know. There's a few good. things that I purposely won't say even if I do notice it just because I don't want them to think that I'm getting at them. True. I won't talk about their shoes. I'll, see, I'll tell them because I'm really into shoes. So I'll tell you all day long, yo, I like your shoes. Yeah, I like your shoes, by the way. I right. Them. Thank so you. So that's like Thank you. that there is that possibility that you just really like shoes. Right. But I personally think when I see a guy compliment a girl's shoes, I'm like, amateur. Okay. This is very true. I'm like, look at this amateur complimenting her shoes. But see, so that's the thing is like, if I'm complimenting your shoes, I truly don't give a fuck about how hot you are. Right. I really just like your shoes. That's why I think <laughs> it depends on the woman. Like, yeah. Whereas like, if you, but see, that's the thing is like, if you're into shoes and you compliment somebody's shoes just because you like their shoes, that's one thing. Like what dude is a perfume connoisseur? Nobody. Well, I also think that it's super lame when guys tell girls that they have pretty eyes. Hmm. I think that's like the most lame fucking thing in the world. Because guess what? Most of them don't even have that color. <laughs> true very it's true the, it's true like we had a guest come in here one time i'm not gonna fucking talk about who it was but they were like oh her eyes are so beautiful and i was like what color are they today oh yeah I'm right. yeah and the girl was like her eyes are not that color and i was like no today they might be i don't know what look color? at instagram like you can see it change by week but um that that's one thing that like you know terrace has, has brown eyes and i have brown eyes and every now and again she'll tell me i have such pretty eyes and i'm like just stop lying <laughs> They're brown. I think the shape of there's different shades of brown. Yeah, but I think the shape of the eye is what will make it pretty. You know, like the color, of course, the shape that. But yeah, like some people have prettier shaped eyes. Like some people have like little beady eyes. Some people have like really bug out, scary eyes. I thought you meant like the shape of the actual like where the color is the eye. I'm like, who do you know? Like the eye, the way it sits. That has a different shape. Like my eyes sit like real far back in my head. I hate that. You know, I don't like that. Some people's eyes sit really, really far forward and they look more bugged. I'm sure those people aren't that happy about that, you know? But yeah. then you have people that have, like, more almond-shaped eyes or, like, you know. Dude, we went to GameStop last night to pick up Super Smash Brothers at midnight. Oh, you know? And the girl behind the counter, I, I, like, I have no idea, like, what could have been wrong with her. I've never seen somebody as skinny as she was in my life. In my life, I've never her. her what made you think about that? Is her, it because she's so lean. No, it was because uh, no something else <laughs> that we just said. Oh, about, about your eyes being sunk in because her oh, face was okay. definitely a little bit strange too, and like I'm not exaggerating. Her bicep, this here, her arm, that it was maybe this big around. Eating disorder. Maybe. Like, her body was, like, she kind of, like, had a hunch. Very strange, like, thyroid condition. She had, like, a hunch over and stuff. You could tell, like, something was wrong. But, like, I've just never seen somebody with limbs so small in my life. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking, like, if you fell out of bed, you would die. Like, did she look like she had a disorder? Yeah, she she looked like something was was wrong. Like, she was talking to me absolutely normal and, like, you know, cashed me out fine and everything. But I couldn't help but stare at her the whole time. I was, like... Looking at myself and looking at her, and I'm like, yo, like, I'm not the biggest person ever, but you're, like, actually, like, really oh, fucking how, tiny. How big was she in comparison to Claudia, who is the smallest person I know? Okay, so, like, I'm sure if we went out and, like, look at Claudia's arms, like, her, it would be bigger than this. Like, it was literally, like, her arm was the thickness of a pool cue. Huh. Claudia is so small, so this girl has to be very, very small, that even when eating whatever she wants on her heaviest day, she's actually not even 90 pounds. I know. She's like 89 pounds, 87 pounds. But like, she works here? Yeah. yeah. Claudia! But to me, she doesn't look like unhealthy. 
You know what I'm saying? No, like, she's just very small person. She's just short. She but doesn't look unhealthy. So small that she's she's like our full time camera person, right? Okay. When Eric is like doing all the like the editing and like you know like executive work, she's the person that comes and shoots the videos, and she is so small that it's like dislocating she holds the camera her like this. arm to hold the camera now. She holds like, it up. We like have this. to like sign her up for like therapy now for her her arm, from the weight of the camera being too much for her tiny little precious arm to hold it. We have, Not to even that up. we have to sign her up for therapy. It looked like I'm. She might need like physical therapy. Like I, the other day, her arm was almost dislocated. We just put, her, just put her on. Some you can see it was considerably different on one side than the other. We can just put her on some trend. Hold on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bulk that arm right up. We don't need no physical therapy. Is Claudia here still? Whatever, well, Jack doing reps. Come here for a minute. You're the, you're, you're the size of your arms and stuff are the subject of important conversation. Yeah, let me look at the size of her arms. Take your jacket off for us. Can we see the size? Flex that bicep, dog. Yeah, see, like, her arms are legitimately five to six times, maybe even more, bigger than the girl that I saw last night. Really? Time. Yeah. How much do you And she was probably her? about her height, too. Claudia, how much do you weigh? Oh, you're getting huge now. Good for you. <laughs> I remember when you were, you were in the 80s. Um, Gains in 2018. Is your shoulder okay from holding the camera? Yeah. It's better? We don't want to. We don't want you go on uh, work against comp from the, the, uh, the camera. All right, good. Well, thank you. I was just saying. We appreciate. He said it. he saw that somebody that was like exceptionally like skinny, and I was like compare her to like Claudia, who's the smallest person I know, and he he said like ten times smaller. Like her arm, like when you just did that, like your arm looks like PJ's arm compared to her. <laughs> Seriously, like her arm. I'm not kidding. Like this part right here was maybe this big around. Like, because I even, like, looked at Tara, looked at her, and I was like, are we both seeing the same thing? Because I feel like there's no way you could be alive at this weight. Like, By the way, while she's in here, this is, while we're on the subject of all this stuff, this is hilarious. Um, when I was doing the live yesterday, and I was going through asking the question, Steve from Natural Body was on. Oh, ha. And when I got to Claudia, he goes, wow, that girl has beautiful eyes. Yeah. And I was hilarious. like, she has a boyfriend, Steve. And if you go back to it, Dave in the background was like, hey, buddy, back off. <laughs> so great. All right, well, you take those pretty eyes and those, those, those little Big biceps. old guns. <laughs> Thank you, Claudia. All right, so enough small talk. Let's get to – let's switch gears for a minute. Switching the gears. So I wanted to bring stuff down here for a while. And um, I'm going to do like a, a cliff notes of – very cliff notes because I've known stuff for a long time. Um, actually – yeah, four years. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, where do I want to start this journey? Because I don't really know, the, remember the beginning anymore. Where did, how did we start working together? It started, I actually bought a pair of, um, I bought a pair of Celestial Bodies leggings. And right. I had been looking at, God at the time, Prime Nutrition, mm -hmm. because one of my fellow friends, um, Callie, was with Prime. Mm -hmm. And so I like was looking at what you guys were doing with her, and I was like, man, they seem like they really got their you know their stuff together. And then I bought these leggings, and I think you reached out to me, and offered me like another pair or something if I posted about them or something. And then from there it became you brought me on mm -hmm. for leggings and Prime. Yes. And then that was like late 2014. Damn, time flies. So now I remember now. Thank you for jogging my memory. Mm -hmm. So. Um, what I wanted to do with Celestial Bodies and Prime was market them to the exact same audience. So in the very beginning of Celestial Bodies, it was difficult because her vision was to 
market to her people and it was very hard for her in the beginning because her people are mostly guys and so wrestling fans are like guys that live in their parents basement and like little kids you know and they're not buying women's apparel right and so it was really hard for her in the beginning and like she would have come home like crying like company's not doing good and I was like it's gonna do good trust me like you 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 know you've got influence on people but you've got to influence the right people and I want to like integrate you into the fitness world where it's gonna do well like people are gonna like the fact that you're a wrestler and that you're muscular and that you train hard and our people are gonna be the ones that are buying this so we started wanting to get the pants on you know IVB figure pros IVB you know bikini pros and you know influential people in the fitness industry so when you posted I was like oh I was like I, I like this girl she's a good competitor we should we should bring her in and that that was how it started in the beginning with wanting to bring girls into celestial bodies that's why you know we got Courtney King that's why we got Ashley Kaltwasser like we were trying to like really dominate this industry and have all these girls in the pants and then have all the supplements you know flow around that so while that was all going on um, how did I start uh, coaching you? I don't even like remember how it I started. I was getting ready for the Arnold 2015, so it was my first Arnold, and I would I was bouncing off feedback. I guess your like progress, like how you're doing, yeah. and you'd start giving me like your input and kind of like up to the minute, you know, um, feedback and stuff like that. And that's kind of like how we started working with that. And you helped me kind of navigate maybe some poor advice I was getting elsewhere and kind of you know make better choices with carbs and things leading up to the show so ended up with a fifth place finish that year yeah that was that was a very very good look for you and Which after that I don't think I would have had I, I mean I needed even more carbs than I had that yeah. show so had I not had you like telling me eat more cream of rice or whatever it was at the time um, who knows if I would have even cracked the top five. Well, I think that Stephanie falls into what's actually a pretty common ca category with elite competitors of wanting to do more, do more cardio, train more, and wanting to consume less to get the desired look. And I used to do that to myself too. Like, okay, I look really good now. I wonder if I starve a little bit more, do a little bit more cardio. Can I look that much better? And oftentimes you sabotage yourself when you're doing that. And with somebody like her who trains a lot, <laughs> I was gonna say too much, but um, uh, trains a, a ridiculous amount and burns a lot of calories, like you have to feed that machine really well. And I could see that with her in her fast. So I think that because I was able to get confidence out of her that way, that she trusted me faster and we had a nice run of shows where she works really well with me. And I've said this numerous times about other people that are going to work with me you know, I, I am working with um, Steph Sakara now, the ab chick who's been an athlete of ours for a long time, same kind of scenario. Coach K, you know, another one, the same type of scenario. These girls all already know exactly what to do. They just need somebody whose eyes they trust to make sure they're doing it perfectly. So with each of these different individuals, I oversee everything, but I help them make the right decisions for themselves. I don't say, I'm gonna give you a plan and you're gonna follow it and then we're gonna go from there. We work together. So with Stephanie, now at this point you know later on i i knew that that i knew how to to get the most out of her body and so we had a period of time where um a long period of time actually where um steph wasn't uh competing anymore how long was it since you did your rock show 
Well, right now it's been about May was a year, so it's like a year and a half. Yeah, so we'll just get we'll say eighteen months since she's been on stage, and you know, she's always been very loyal um, to me, to the company, no matter what. I mean, you know, four years is a long time. We've, we've got a couple people that have been around that long, like Cody Montgomery, and then we've had plenty of people that people always ask me like, what's the difference between the athletes that are like Stephanie that have been there for years versus like somebody that's in and out in a year. And I say it's actually the same thing for, for, for both sides. It's actually the people that are gone fast are always people that don't want to work. And the people that are here for a long time are people that actually do do the work. So if you do the work here, we're going to be loyal to you and it's going to be a good <coughs> relationship no matter what. If you don't, We've been around long enough where we, you know, this is going to sound dicky, but we don't need you, you know? So when we bring somebody onto the team, it's because we want you on our team, not because we need you. And there's people that think that they're bigger than that, and they want to do nothing and just get shit handed to them, and it doesn't work. Stephanie has never been like that. And I, because I appreciate that, I reached out to her. Um, how long ago was it? It was like two months ago? Yeah, it was probably like October. So we'll say, we'll just say it was a couple months ago I reached out to her and we had been, you know, we had a long period of time where we really weren't like just talking that much anymore. And, um, you know, like we always wish each other the best, but you know, we just, she was, had stuff going on. I had stuff going on and I spent a lot of time, uh, a lot of time coaching, uh, Nika Lazutina last year. And it was a similar situation where maybe she wasn't getting the best advice or I took over her prep and I kind of started molding her into being the best that she could be. And then we, my goal with her, I told her from the start was I'm going to get you in the top five. And once I get you in the top five, you're never going to be out of the top five ever again. And we're going to, you know, build up points for the Olympia. And that's actually what we did. And we had, I think five straight top five finishes as you know, she finished out the year, started a little too late to get enough points for the Olympia. But, um, you know, she decided that she wanted to switch coaches. And I said, if you switch coaches, I'm, I'm a very blunt guy. I said, if you switch coaches, for starters, I'm shocked. I said, but if you switch coaches, that's it. And she didn't really understand that. So I decided that I was going to release her from Blackstone Labs. I still wish her the best, but what I did with her, I thought I would never do ever again. And I know the IFBB recognizes what I do because, you know, they asked me to speak on stage at events. You know, they, they, you know, they let me go backstage at all these events. The other competitors know who I am. They reach out to me and say, it's cool what you do to your competitors, but it's, it's very draining, right? So when I'm with a competitor, I typically go to their shows. Like I, I get really involved. So when I found out that Stephanie was competing again, I realized that of all the people out there over the years that I've had a lot of success with, they've for the most part, ended in really, really like good stories. Like Karina Nascimento, her dream was to be top five at the Olympia and the Arnold, and we were able to do that, you know, and she retired. And Coach K, you know, people were like, you're never gonna make it at all. And even I was like, you're definitely not gonna make it. Just don't do nationals. You're not gonna get your pro card. And she didn't wanna give up, so I coached her she got a pro card. So we like cried, you know, it was a good moment. And then Steph and I had a lot of, of good moments together, but I always felt like there was a lot of unfinished business. So I reached out and I was like, listen, I, have a void basically and where I'm going to be coaching and I only want to do this with you so I'm not putting on you, you on the spot you don't have to do it with me if this is a lot for you to take in you can you know take some time mull it over but I would like to 
finish what we started and get you on the Olympia stage, and that might take being on stage all year long, like getting you back to being where everybody thought you were and better than you were before. But if you're if you're up for it, Flaxton Labs will support it, and we'll put you on as many stages as we need to, you know, to get you to be, you know, a top Olympia competitor. And I believe that we can do it. And um, obviously, you did it. Uh, you want to do it because you wouldn't be here. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was. I mean, it was easy because, I mean, you. You talk about the loyalty. I mean, I've always been loyal to you because you've always been loyal to me as well. And you know, it's. I think that's why you, when you have like minds like that, it works the best. And I can trust the advice you're going to give me. Um, I've seen it work firsthand. You know, before uh, you've been there. You know, I guess when we backtrack to like that Arnold and like that whole 2015 year when, kind of, I guess you're referencing like getting me back to that condition. That was like the best year, I think I had. Um, and it was also some ups and downs there. You know, I got really sick there for a while, and you you were always loyal to me. You never gave up on me, I guess. And so it was kind of one of those where this relationship, as you said, um, I think you mentioned the unfinished business, kind of stemmed from back then mm -hmm. when I had gotten really sick and doing the Tampa Pro thing when there was like some controversy I guess or yeah. I don't know you were coaching you another well you, you were coaching another competitor and there was it wasn't um I bet you basically this competitor beat me so it was like wow you know he's really good at what he does like you know his own athlete and um I guess it was like one of those where if you had been coaching me more like I guess at that point it wasn't such a one-on-one -on -one. there was I was having other advice yeah at the time, where if that's the unfinished business, like, where I look at that and I think, well, had you been coaching me too, you know, like, where would I have been able to get um, all you would, these years? I, I, will, I mean, it's it's in the past now, but if I was coaching you, you would have won that show. That's what I mean. And you the, know, the like competitor that I yeah. put in that show, I made her the best that she ever right. was that day, and you were not your best, and that's why she won, because on paper, putting her in, in my head, I was like, she won't beat Steph, and she did because she was her best ever that day, and you were. And I was sick. I mean, I was on stage. So, you know. Antibiotics and really sick. But I think I always look at that, and I think, you know, we've talked about it ourselves, where it's like now without all that stuff in the way and other things with both of us in our lives going on, kind of like unencumbered now, we can really see what can be done. Well, to me, I think I always had like a very – like soft spot in my heart for this girl because much like me, she is a person that has a really, really, really big heart that has just a lot of unfortunate things <laughs> go her way. And I get that. Yeah. And so there's a lot of people that will like look at me a certain way over things. And I'm like, let me tell you something. If you were going through what I was going through, like you probably wouldn't even be in the gym, you right. know? And so I get, I get that. And I, I get her as a person. It makes me want to work with her because I know like the things that I've been through too, that there's times where I'm like, God damn, why is this happening to me now? You yeah. know? Um, but all you can really do is try to keep on fighting and moving forward. And that's something that you're very good at. So now we are fighting and moving into 2019 where I expect a really, really good year. So those of you who are listening to this and haven't even looked at the YouTube video that will be out, I mean, you can see her sitting next to me pretty shredded right now. And we haven't even picked out a show yet. Now I want to pick out a show early in the year. And obviously the idea is to put her on, on stage and win, but nobody's seen her. 
in a while now, the judges are going to know who she is because she's like an OG as far as like competitors <laughs> go. And what year did you start competing professionally at? I turned pro in 2013. Yeah, so um, we're in 20, I started in 2010. It took me three years, and I think that's important. I always like to talk yeah. about that because a lot of these girls don't understand that it does doesn't happen overnight. Um, that, it's you very did a lot rare. of shows before you turned pro. I turned pro on my 23rd show. Um, it was my ninth shows. My ninth national show. It took three years. Um, they kind of say that whole like thing where if you either earn your dues in the NPC or you earn your dues in the IFBB. Yeah. So I put my time in and then I turned pro and I went pretty fast. Yes. I, I went right into my pro debut. Um, I got third there at the Tampa Pro in 2014, no, 2013. Mm -hmm. um, and then from there, so it's been five years yeah. competing professionally. But you? Um, Two Olympias, um, three Arnold. For how many times, here's a, here's a way to put it into perspective. How many times have you done pro shows and actually placed inside the top five? Oh, I mean, a lot. And how many times did you do national shows and not place in the top five? Well, no, I did nine total shows there, nine nationals, so a lot. I think almost, I think I got junior nationals right before I turned pro, I got second, and then I got first so she so every show except the last two I didn't place so she she did 23 shows to get there and then got there and just did good solid good like for a while so that that shows you you know that she was ready to be in the pro level and and I I feel you know I I don't think this should be taken as like mean but I I wouldn't want to invest all the time if I didn't know that she could be really good uh, again so that's part of it too you know if, if like she was like too far gone I'd be like you know this is just not it for you you know and I think it's very important as a coach to always be honest with your your clients and competitors like that too so I I, I think it's gonna be very exciting um, she has a Olympia you know not just an Olympia caliber physique but she has a top five Olympia caliber physique and and I that's that's a, a very important goal for me you know she belongs in the group with Angelica and and you know Ashley and the other top girls and for a while you were right in that mix it's just the time to just wake everybody up to see where you're at now and I think that it's gonna be fun um, thank you I last time I had stuff down here was a year ago so this weekend we're gonna get a bunch of content because we don't know when um, we're gonna see each other again but <laughs> um, we speak just about almost every day on, on prep stuff and um, I know that you have a lot of fans because when I talk about you, it seems like the actual competitors. So there's two kinds of, there's two groups of, of reps for a company, right? So you've got the, the competitor group and the everybody else group. And you're unique in the sense that, you know, you fall into the group where like, of course, like guys think that you're pretty and, and want to look at you for that reason. But in the competitor side, more, more importantly, you are extremely popular with the women that compete. And they're like, specifically do more stuff with Stephanie, you know? So that's extremely important to me. And um, I want to give them basically what they're asking for. They're like, give us what we want to see. They want to see your ab shit, which 
you know, I'm sure you probably do crazy abs. Yet I try to teach everybody. I all don't the time actually do abs. That abs is your dieting. But they're like, yeah. show us your ab workout. I don't actually do <laughs> abs that much. I'm glad because they wanted me to do abs with Jenna Gary, and Jen was like, I don't do abs. So I'm like, we'll just make something up. And um, you know, that's another thing. That's a, a true testament to how important dieting is, guys, for you to understand this the right way. Now, a lot of people ask about the booty bands, so we're gonna do stuff with that. Um, I'm gonna show them. I'm gonna well, let you show them how. You're for, not gonna use the booty band. I mean, I can. I, I, I think. I think we should. we can. Yeah. Well, I'll probably hurt myself. That's how <laughs> unfortunate I am lately. But I want I want to do two things. One, I want you to show everybody because we haven't done it in a while how crazy you train. And well, I don't train quite the same. I, that's good. It. They need yeah. to see it because I'm yeah. interested in seeing what you do now too. Yeah. If it, how much it is. Yeah, it's uh, a lot, lot different. Last time I watched her train, it was. All I kept telling to the people that were asking me about it was, yes, this is too much. Cause I like, killed is the battery much? on the camera. <laughs> yes, Trevor's battery. Yeah. She did pretty much every single leg exercise that there is to do. I was big on workout. volume. Mm. I was big on volume. How long volume. did that take? Hours. Like an hour and a half, two hours. Two hours. That's how I used to train legs. I mean. I like left I mean, and ate and came yeah. back and she was still Obviously, like, it works for you. It was conditioning, yeah. more or less. I mean, it was it was a different style. Well, she has to do, so today she has to do, you know, like her glute stuff. So I'm going to let her do that. And then tomorrow she has a back and, and, and shoulder scheduled, and I'm going to train her the way that she's supposed to train for that. And that'll be two very different perspectives of training. But all the girls want to see, even Marissa was like, can you can you have her bring the booty band thing? And I, and I want to learn about that. So I didn't even know that she was even paying attention to you. So that just shows you how many different yeah, people. Yeah, we've been, we've been like DMing and stuff. Yeah. Too. yeah. So it's like, this is, a, this is, this is good. So we're giving the people what they want. So that's specifically... Give them what they want. That's specifically why I wanted to, to, to get you for 24 hours and get as much content as they could to give all these people what they want. Because that's what we do here at Black Slums. We give the people what they want. Do you think that we have any questions that she would be interested in answering with us at all? They're typically steroid-based questions, so we'll see. I can tell you right now, the first one is... Interesting. Okay. Hmm... <laughs> I don't think so. Nope. Nope. All right. Well, let's see what they are anyway. Uh, maybe I'll answer in a way that, that uh, piques her attention. So most of our questions are, are about the supplements and about steroids. And so if you've never listened to my show before, which I assume you haven't because you're busy, um, we do encourage... We, we do encourage people to ask other questions, and we love when people ask questions about relationships or, you know, sex or movies or pop culture, but most of them are the boring fucking how many I use of HGG should I take, excuse my language, type of questions. All right, are there any like that right now? Um, there is one <laughs> about sex. Um, you guys can't get enough of those, you know, PCT protocols, so we'll keep on answering them because somebody's got to answer these questions. And one about something else. Um, <clears throat> all right, so start them up. First one, would it be okay if I took glycolog only when I eat a carb meal, but not every day? Yes. By the way, just so you guys know, I, I can't like say this enough, but 90% of you are doing glycolog wrong. It's so irritating. You're supposed to take it, uh, just so you guys know, I'm not saying this so you buy more. I actually take it with every carb meal. He does. I don't go anywhere without it. It's like a big deal. And if I actually it, eat 
now at this point because I've been using it for so long without glycolog. When I eat carbs without glycolog, I actually don't even process my food the right way. And I feel far less efficient. So all of you people that are saving it for cheat meals and stuff, you're not doing it right. It does work that way. It does. But, but that's not what it's designed for. It is, it is a good point to use in the marketing of the product because it does work for that use, but it is not the sole reason it was designed. Yeah, and it's funny because I still have like athletes on our team that are like, oh, um, I'm getting into my off season so I can start having Glycolog now. I'm like, no, you should have been using Glycolog. The, the entire time. time. I have competitors, this is my favorite thing. They come up to me now, I had a bunch at nationals that I have no idea who they are. And they come up to me and they're like, hey man, just wanna let you know, Glycolog's fucking insane, I used it. Different coaches. I have to shout out some of these coaches whose names I'm all forgetting right now. Um, that are like, yeah, my coach actually had me buy Glecklog and I used it, you know, all through my prep, my car bob. It's it's freaking amazing. So and I always appreciate them. And I'm like, tell your coach I said thank you too. Um, well, people, I, I think, think that's really people. Cool. I put on all my clients' plans too. I have them take it about twice a day, and I take it every carb meal. It doesn't make any meal. sense people not don't to. People yeah. understand. I mean, or they forget that. Okay, you're taking your cheat meal. Yeah, you need those nutrients to go to your muscles, but you need your the, all your food every day to go to your mm -hmm. muscles. It's not only your cheat meals. So I take it actually um, pre-workout too. Usually, I mean, if I'm having carbs that day, but I, I do it. I've always, even before we started, you know, this carb cycle thing diet that I've been doing, I would always do it pre-workout with my carb just, and then afterwards too, you know, keep the pump, keep everything going into the muscles pre and post-workout. Have you ever done it where you didn't eat enough carbs in your blood sugar? Yes. That shows you how strong it is though. Have you ever gotten two doses in before your workout? Morning, yep, yeah. Like morning. like wake up so in the morning, morning eat your, your oats with your yeah. glycolog, and then have like your pre-workout meal with your glycolog? Yeah. I think that's the most effective way, yes. honestly. I'll tell you what I've done, which a lot of the fat people out there are gonna laugh at, but sometimes when I'm going really hard eating, like if I'm eating a lot of bad shit and I'm eating like a bunch of carbs for like the evening, for instance, I will just take like multiple doses of glycolog. Like I'll take two or three doses over a period of like 90 minutes just to keep making sure that it's, I'm, it's still shuttling. I'm, I'm shuttling what I can. Cause you know, you, you, you get like, you know, that night where like, you know, maybe you have like lasagna, like, you know, and ice cream and, and, and a pie. Like, oh, I'm going to eat like ice cream now. You know, like we all have those nights sometimes. And you have a cookie. You it's use, good to have that. You use yeah. that for those occasions. I'm telling you right now, you actually will process it all a lot better, you know? So the people that are, that are cheating, you know, they're, they're using it for that, for that reason. But that is truly not why you were supposed to use it. I guess I just don't understand the thought process behind it because, like, almost anything that, like, Glycolog is the kind of product where it does sound too good to be true, but it's not. It yeah. works very well. Recomp's the same way. Recomp's the same way. So when you take something that is too good to be true, why wouldn't you just start applying that in as many places as you could yeah. without having negative side effects? So for everybody that's waiting for their, their cheat meal, their fatty intake to – have this this glycolog why would you not apply the same principle to to your clean chicken and rice meal it doesn't make any sense yeah i'm gonna blow all your brains right now if you guys had been doing that all along you'd be so much more efficient and be able to use so many more carbohydrates in your intake daily that you'd be able to have more cheat meals to use more glycolog so you just Boom. yourself all the time. you're increasing your insulin sensitivity yeah. right all right next one says Hey, PJ, I love your podcast and all of your products. Recently, I discovered the old Iron Empire podcast. A few years ago, when I was 17, I lost my best friend, who was also 17, to drinking and driving. We were closer than brothers. Listening to the Iron Empire podcast, it is so evident the love 
and bond between you and Aaron shared. And I can't help but think about mine and my best friend's relationship listening to you two. I'm not really sure what happened with you two as far as Blackstone and Redcon thing, but my question is, do you ever miss your relationship with Aaron? And do you ever think that you could forgive him? Thanks for answering my question. And P.S., you're a legend. <laughs> um, well, for starters, thank you. Um, do I miss the relationship that I had with him? Yes, but that person is gone. He is not that person anymore. And um, it's sad because we had a very good thing going. Um, but for what he did to the good thing that we had, I will never forgive, no. So, um, sadly, he and I have become mortal enemies, and um, that'll probably never end, um, which is a shame. But um, do I miss those good times? Yeah, we had some really funny good times. It was a good, a good part of my life. And, you know, when I started Blackstone Labs, you know, I told him I had this idea, you know, and I think that oh, I have to be careful about some of the things that I say. Um, but I told him that I think this could be really big. And um, yeah, well, we could just play it smart. You do miss him. You do really miss the yeah. relationship. Mm -hmm. And um, there's no, lawsuits going on. He so will he will not be forgiven. There's lawsuits yeah. going on. We've gone over this a bunch of times. Yeah. Uh, never. No. Um, all right. I recently read some clinical research done on the active ingredient in Halo Elite. It's stated that it actually helps the uptake of other steroids and opens the receptors. Have you heard anything about this? It sounds promising. Yes, it, we've already kind of gone over that. Perhaps you're just not. I'm, I always kind of bro science things down to you guys so you can understand it better. But what I said was that it works with the androgen receptor so that your androgen receptor can actually handle more androgenic ability or androgenic properties. Properties. So yeah. when your androgen receptors can hold more, you know, I, I, one episode, I think I said it was like a cup. Like, you can fill this much into your cup, but if you had a really, really big cup, you could get all that, that extra in. That's the whole Halo Elite effect. You're, you're going to have the ability to, to maximize the androgenic effect. So, whatever your body, you know, whatever your body's, you know, androgenic ability is, you know, you're going to maximize it with this product. That's why it's so good for everybody because everybody's going to hit their maximum genetic potential with it, whether you're male or female. Like, like you said before, imagine if you have a cup and then you have a, a gallon of water and you fill that cup up with the gallon of water until it gets to the top. You can use that much until it gets to the top. And then once it gets to the top, it spills over. Imagine if you put that cup in a larger bowl, then when that cup spilled over, it would then fill the bowl. That bowl is Halo Elite. And now, now think about it. If I, if I told you, you know, you got to put this fire out over here. You're going to put it out with this water in this pool. And you're taking the water out of the pool and you're putting it into an 8-ounce cup versus a bucket you know you're still going to put the fire out the same way but one of them is going to do it a lot more efficiently so the the halo elite makes whatever you're doing that much more efficient right that's why i i think a lot of people don't want to mess with plant-based products because they're like oh it's plant-based it's probably it's weak. it's not going to be good but that's why you guys need to read all the new literature that they're finding on these different products now how potent some of these plant-based products are you know I mean, it's the same thing with like when people don't want to eat food because it's vegan. You know, they're like, ah, it's vegan. It can't possibly be good. But Sinaholic proved all you guys wrong on that one. And now, you know, products like Anagenin, which is the laxogenin plant, and now Halo Elite, you know, these are proving that you can actually get powerful muscle buildings and, and strength building effects out of plants. And if you don't if you don't think it's true, uh, take six Halo Elite before you go into yeah. the gym and tell me you don't feel something. I take three. Yeah, I take um, six, and I can I tell you right like, now. I, I went in and, like, Shoulders, I think the first. No, I think I did like the first day, 
and like massive pump. And then yeah. I tried it again on like upper body day. And it was the first time I'm like, oh, I'm getting lean again because it's like my veins are coming out. Hot. I'm like, oh, God. Aggressive. <laughs> the first yeah. time, uh, this is funny. The first time I brought it home, Marissa took it. And like she's always, like anybody that knows, knows she's always like the most smiley, happy person ever. To the point that it's, oh, I, like sometimes I'm like, why are you smiling over there? And she's just like, I don't know, I'm just smiling. And she's just always happy, right? So I gave her Halo Elite and we went to the grocery store and I said something and she like sniffed at me. And then she was like, does this stuff make you angry? And I go, yeah, and you're not going to be allowed to take it anymore Wait, if that's yeah, how so you're going to act true? after. It after. really is so Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> It'll make you testy for sure. She got, like, mad over, like, something I asked her in, like, the produce department. Interesting. Yeah. I've never had anything I've taken, like, affect me like that. Yeah. But I have No, it really does. I have a bunch of girls. Unusually, I've been a little bit more unusually <laughs> It'll increase your androgens and... So that's why, is it? We, yeah. we had a, a girl that's in the Legion that's, that's like a school him. teacher. It's him. And she was like, I was really mean to the kids today. <laughs> no, like the first time I took it, um, like I don't ever do the recommended dose of anything that we, we sell. So I immediately, the first time I ever took it, I doubled the dose. <laughs> and I'm like in the gym doing chest and I'm, you know, lifting and like got my headphones on. Some dude came over like by me and he was like really close to me. And I'm like thinking in my head, I'm like, why the fuck is this guy so fucking close to me? Like, I wish this dude would get the fuck away from me. And I'm like thinking about it and I'm like thinking about it and I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, all right, this dude is three seconds are going to go by of him being this close to me. And I'm going to be like, yo, get the fuck away from me. And I like the three seconds went by and I was like, that's it. I'm telling him. And I look up to go tell him like, yo, bro, why are you so close to me? And this dude's like three benches away from me. And I was like, why the fuck am I so angry? Like yeah, but it does though. This I shit know. works. <laughs> it makes you it makes you aggressive. And like yeah. I, I've tried like over the years I've I've you know from competing to now like I've tried I would assume every steroid there is out there right and then different things people know will make them you know act a certain way. But universally every single person that has taken Halo Elite has said that they have noticed it instantly, which I think is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, and they notice the aggression in the gym. Like I I've noticed that like, you know getting away from the funny, like, getting mad at people's stuff, I actually noticed that, like, I'm listening to my music, and I'm, like, mad, like, I want to lift heavier weight. Like, yeah. It, it gets you in a certain no, like, it mindset. Does. Which, for me, I, with all the injuries I have, is not good. Like, I have to remind myself, exactly. like, stick in your zone, you know? Like, I've noticed do... with the Halo Elite, like, you take Halo, you go into the gym, you, you miss, miss a, a rep range that you were looking for. Like, you are probably going to try again, even though you shouldn't. Yep. <laughs> you probably I, shouldn't. I, well, for ladies, um, can I chime in for, like, yeah. since... I don't, like I was saying, I train a little differently now, especially since, you know, the whole, like, legs, glutes, things, like, we don't, or me particularly don't want to build my quads, I want to build certain parts of your leg, so I don't do a lot of that kind of work anymore anyway, but when I do take it, I'm very mindful of what I'm training, because I'll get really pumped, yeah. and so I'll use it, though, but I don't go as heavy, so I'm in there, and I'm getting the pump, but I'm training, I guess, like, maybe some girls would train a little lighter or whatever and you're still getting the effects right it's still noticeable yeah right i mean it's yeah. it's i think that it's you know in the past year we've put out some cool products with that with with recomp also being another really awesome one but i think it's an awesome product that literally everyone can manage everyone how do you manage though like what's the advice like you would give people to manage the Effects, the aggression. Stop being such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> no, because like I said, like I was literally you getting mad. You know me. I'm like the like little tiny little no, You got to just stop and think about yourself because like I, like I said, I was going to tell that dude off and then I looked up and I was like, he's nowhere near me, dude. You are yeah, way flying off the handle at yourself. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, I've, 
I've had that happen a number of times in the gym. I yelled at a guy the other day, but he was very deserving. But, like, you know. <laughs> of course, right? <laughs> now the guy was like, if you want me to explain, I think I might have told you. Um, so Marissa and I were, like, supersetting. And, um, you know, like, sometimes these old guys come over and you just know they're going to fuck everything up, right? And I knew this guy was going to do that. So as he was, like, inspecting the leg extension that we had already done four sets on and we're just going to – we just wanted to finish, right? I just snuck onto it and started doing my set. And the guy goes, excuse me, <laughs> with his hands on his hips like this. And I go, sorry, but I'm already on this and so is she. And he was like, I don't see her on it. She was on the – we were going back and forth. And I'm like, we're going really fast and you can work in if you want. And he goes, oh, can I? And he goes, Ugh. And the way that he did that <laughs> – made me so angry that I said, maybe if you were more aware of your surroundings, you would notice that she and I have been supersetting this the whole time and you wouldn't be acting like such a fucking asshole the way you are right now. And Marissa was like, came over and she was like, I didn't see what you were saying. I just know that the guy wasn't listening. And I was like, yeah, he didn't want any part of what I was saying to him. But I'm like, he was in the wrong. And so then when she came over and got in the machine, I was like, see, to the guy. And he still didn't want to look at me. And I was like, so irritated with him. Um, and that's that's like a little bit of that that you know, that halo aggression, but the good thing about it is, is I don't feel that it has to be cycled because it's such a short window where you see that androgenic surge. So it's not something that you need to worry about like cycling on and off. Right. Um, Halo's the shit. Yeah. I love it. So you, you recommend that for me to take constantly? You don't take breaks ever? I, I do it. So the way I do it is I do it pre-workout on every workout day and on off days, I typically don't take it. Okay. Yeah, that's... What I would do. Yeah. Now you can take more than one dose a day, but I've the way that I've decided that I want to, you know, utilize this in my life effectively is I myself do six one blast at a time. Yeah, one blast pre workout. Better to get as much as you yeah, can out of it three in three one. In the morning, three before punch. You work out, three at night, whatever. But I I know guys the big king you know, Big King from the Legion, he does nine. I mean I've done nine. I mean I don't I don't know that that you could get that much more like I definitely think you can. You do? A hundred percent. I think that, you know, I've taken a single dose and I've taken a double dose and I've taken the triple dose and a hundred percent they're all noticeably different. Huh. It's I just more. Were, I suppose if you were uh, specifically training for strength, that the nine would help you a lot because you'd be extremely intense and aggressive. I think it also helps a little bit with endurance. Really? A little bit. Interesting. It, well, I think depending on the way you're training, like if you go in and you just lift super heavy from the beginning of your lift, like it's not going to help you that much with endurance. But if you're doing what you moderately would do normally, I think you, it does help you go a little longer. Uh, I, I will have to try that. I mean, that makes sense for EpiCat, like the way that a uh, dragon was saying last week, right. for sure. And I actually never used EpiCat. I mean, I have, but I haven't used it in a couple of years. Um, it's funny. I don't know if he watches this, probably not, but I have somebody that I actually went to high school with that I did not keep in contact with after high school that then, a couple of months ago, he hit me up and was like, hey, bro, like, uh, I still follow you. Like, I see that you're working at a supplement company. Like, I would like to get some info on it, whatever. And I was like, yeah, sure. And I told him, like, I hook him up with some discounts. And he kind of, like, fell off, didn't really hit me up about it anymore. And then the other day, a couple months ago, I was leaving my apartment complex. And he, like, pulls up next to me at the red light. And I was like, huh, I haven't seen you since high school. And he was like, we live in the same apartment complex. I was like, that's weird. I don't know how that happened. And he was like talking about supplements, this and that. And then the other day he hit me up. He's like, Hey, do you have any of that halo elite I can try? And I was like, yeah, I got a bottle. I'll let you have what I have left. And so I gave him like maybe a quarter of a bottle or something the other day. And he hits me up today and he's like, dude, I love this pre-workout. I have so much energy. And I'm like, uh, I don't think it gives you any energy, but I'm glad you like it, bro. And he's like, dang, he's like, I just, I feel so good. And I'm People like, okay. It's yeah. like a test. This just, testosterone makes you feel good. Though. Yeah. That's yeah. what it's doing. Yeah. But I mean, like, I don't, I don't notice any energy from it. 
Like, I don't notice any, like, I'm zinging, like... That's because me and you are I on another level of just ignorance, you know? I think people mix energy and that feel-good feeling. Maybe, yeah. They're, that just, like, overall yeah. feeling of well-being. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, he told me, like, I, I have a lot of energy, and I was like, oh, that's good for you. <laughs> I don't think people, it does that, people but... People think of it, and I actually told my dad the other day, so people think of it as, like, a pre-workout pill. Yeah. And I told my dad the other day, I said, do me a favor and order... Sample packs of three Halo Elites for me. Yes. I want to start handing those out as samples because people are going to take them before they work out. 100%. Have awesome workouts and then they're going to want to buy more. Absolutely. We've never done that before. We've never done a pre workout pill, uh, a, a tablet, you know, in a sample pack and saying, hey, I'll use this before you work out. I, it, it just works so good that that's one of those products. That, like, you could do that with Glycolog. You know what I'm saying? You could do three capsule samples of Glycolog. The reason that we have not done that with Glycolog is because we feel that there is more education required on that one. Yeah. Because no. people, people, for the most part, judge supplements on what they feel and that is difficult to deal with with products that you're not going to feel anything on so like glycolog you're not going to feel anything you will notice the results no i, I think that's untrue because i noticed the glycolog the first time i ever took it if you use it right you notice the effects the first time you use it you'll notice in the, the gym effects yeah but i don't know that you'll notice feeling anything no, I mean, you're not going to feel anything, but, like, if you can't tell the difference between taking Glycolog for the first time and the pump you get from it in the gym afterwards versus not, it, I would compare it to the same thing as taking a nitric oxide booster for the first time. Possibly. I, I, I know that we we don't sample pro hormones, for instance, because you're not going to notice that much feel no. the first day. We don't, you know, we don't do Methyquad. Could. Methyquad, you could. Methyquad, you could sample. The reason that we sample dust and dust X is because you're going to drink it and get energy and be tingly. Mm -hmm. And you're going to drink it and be like, oh, this is working. I'm tingling and I have energy. You know, we sample anesthetize because you're going to drink it and go to sleep. Mm -hmm. You know, now if you take uh, growth, you're going to take it and go to sleep. But we don't sample that because we just you don't, don't feel, feel something that you're going to really feel. No. So, you know, when it comes to gear support, I can't tell you, you know, sample these pills and tell me if your liver feels good. Tomorrow. They're going to be like, great. Work like that. Feel super healthy. But Halo Elite is something that we feel very confident that you actually will feel. And that's why it's sample worthy. We should do sample packs of three capsules Halo, three capsules Methquad, and one sample pack. We could do that. You want to have the most aggressive workout what you've ever you had in your it? life? The fuck shit up stack. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna go in the gym and fuck shit up. <laughs> um, that would be an expensive sample, though. You can I, do it and sell those. I bet you, if somebody took that that combo right there and they'd never taken anything from us before, they would immediately start buying <laughs> our shit. For life. They'd immediately start <laughs> buying our shit. How many more questions do we have? Um, this is the last one. No Mike Peskin questions, huh? No, no Moon Cookie, no Mike Peskin. Wow, our regular is not around. It's the holidays. All uh, of December is considered the holidays. Uh, I hear about, I hear a lot about tricking your body and muscles to help growth. If I change my name, maybe dye my hair, do you think that would confuse the body enough to grow, or do I just have to get a sex change? <laughs> Sincerely, Mr. OG Fit. NY, or maybe Mr. soon OG to be fit. Mrs. OG Fit NY. Oh, wow. Um, I think that he played the character of woman very good in, in, uh, in his uh, Black Friday post. He did, he did a very good uh, Pulp Fiction. He did very, very good. I, so if he wants to go the sex change route. Dude, I've never seen anything like his Black Friday posts in my life. Like that guy. He's the ultimate member of the is Sorry, Dragon. You the just shit. I mean, Dragon, you start throwing together some disguises and shit, we can talk, but... Have you seen OG Fit, New York? No, I got to go. You buy one, he, you get one. He played, like, famous movie characters all day. 
for Black Friday, and they were all very good. Hold on. I don't even know how he – how does he have that much, that many costumes? Yeah. And, like – What do you do for a living that you have, have all like these the costumes laying that. around? Are you a fucking uh, – a server like in that one movie where the dude changes his outfit every day to serve the papers to the guys? Get closer <laughs> to the mic. He did this all day. Look at all these different characters they did all day. What's this thing though? He's getting noticed. Yeah, it worked good too. He he got he caught my attention. But I I actually met him up at uh I met him up in um, New Jersey at the Exotica event for my other company, and um, he came to the booth with his girlfriend and they bought he had a he had a um, sup girl shirt on. I'm like oh shit, and he introduced himself. Said he was a member of the Legion and you know we took a picture. He bought. The, uh, the women's entice. And they came back the next day and he goes, bro, he's like, I only gave her half the dose. He's like, it was awesome. I'm buying the men's one today. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then we bullshitted for a little while and he stuck in my head. And then, you know, we went home for Black Friday and he became, he stole the show on Black Friday. So uh, he's okay in my heart. What are you doing over there, Colonel? Um, Christmas present shit. Christmas present shit. That's good. I'm glad you're focused on the show. We're almost done anyway. No, I'm just making sure that something doesn't get bought and money gets wasted. <laughs> um, well, uh, I like his question. It was funny. Want yeah. to make us laugh? I mean, I, I thoroughly support anybody that asks a question that doesn't have to do with the size of your nuts or a cycle. Yeah. Um, I'm a little uh, confused at where Munkuti is right now. Probably wondering why we haven't sent those videos over to him yet. We have sent the videos to him. Oh, we did? Like we sent them like a month ago. Like He's our Ultimate gonna... fan. He's like the okay. biggest fan. Yeah, I, I didn't want to ask because I thought... I actually spoke to him on the phone, finally. Haradav? Haradav is his old name. He's been around for a long time. Like, all the way back to the beginning with like me and Singerman. The man lady? The man lady. He has a number of... None of those ringing a bell for you? Man. <laughs> you just... Where you been? Who's <laughs> the horse thing? Horse head physique? Yeah. He's awesome, too. He's cool. He hasn't, he hasn't had as much interaction yeah, with us recently. for a while. Um, so here's the deal. I'm partial to Haradav. I, I think the moon cookie change was a bit much. I like Haradav better. Uh, I like Haradav, Haradav too. Um, if that's even how you say it. No, it's Harida Dave. All right, I like moon cookie better. Yeah, he told me it's Harida Dave. Okay. Um, I don't know about that. Anyway, <laughs> so we are going to be, we're going to stop finally. So it's four. 15. Holy shit, it is 4.15. The crazy thing about this, well, at least it's Friday, right? Thank God it's Friday. Mm -hmm. The crazy thing about this is that at this point in my head yesterday, I thought we'd be like in the home stretch of today's events. But instead, we're in the very beginning stage. We're just taking off the finish line. Like that that gun bang just went off. But I, I got stuck with a kid that slept very late and then couldn't help me start the car not True. his fault he drove across the country he gets passed in this one and her tire yes i i, I have to say something about this headquarters causes <laughs> car trouble you have no idea yeah. you have no the idea last time i was here going home you have no idea i had car trouble i forget what happened but i ended up having to get towed all the way back for like 200 miles this parking lot made celeste wheels shoot off of her car remember that no. In the, in the Jeep. Wow. 
I wasn't around oh, for the year. around. That shit was nuts. She wouldn't drive it anymore after that. It's a stupid expensive Jeep that I freaking lost my ass on. So I love losing my crazy, ass. Crazy, crazy karma around here. Yeah, something about coming down this way. So well, yeah, good, good news. We're actually, actually we're actually moving. So. Where? Yeah. Is that secret right now? Sort of. Top secret. Yeah. Is it? Eh, not really. I mean, we. Did you decide on a place? I want to go to the place where you know where I want to go. The the one that I went to. Sometimes you want to go. Um, the one that we, we all went to that day? Yeah, so the smaller version of that one, my dad went and saw it and said it's better. Oh. But it's not open until April. Oh. Which means there'll be a couple weird months. Are we talking about different cities or different... No, we're talking about buildings. the next driveway, basically, again. Ah, okay. Uh, freaking again. What are we going to do from now until April? Uh, squeeze into my dad's side. True. Or are we going to be doing that, that at-home fucking from, from Dave's house type thing? Um, I don't know who will have to do that and who won't. Um, I'll like volunteer for that. That sounds cool. It should be cool. Um, there'll be, you know, some people will have to work from home and then the other people will work from the other side of the building. Uh, and then in April, you know, this will always be a short amount of time because we're, we're here till January 31st. So it's literally just three months, you know, February and March, then you're in. Okay, yeah, so two months. Well, not bad. Yeah, I can, I could. It's I can worth deal it because that place is awesome. I could deal with looking at Dave in his underwear for two months. <laughs> I guess the, the place is. I love this place. There's a lot of history here, a lot of good memories here. But if we are going into that new place, it's a lot better here. It's like the office part of it is really, really nice, um, and it's big enough where everybody would have their own offices. As long as it has the basketball hoop, that's all I care about. <laughs> Eric, are you? excited to have what would be considered a nice office since you've kind of just been in like the front door all this time or does it not matter to you? As long as there's AC, that room gets hot. Yeah. Easy. Well, I think all the rooms in that place are going to have good AC. Eric likes having the door because then he can make a quick exit if he ever he needs ever to. needs to, yeah. Next time the FDA comes. <laughs> or right. just unwanted visitors. <laughs> all right, well, Steph, um, sorry that it's taken this long to get to your workout. No, thank you for having me. What time do you normally work out at? Um, I've been working out later in the, the night, like 7, 8. My son, right. you know, I'm a mom raising a teenager who has his own workouts now. Tell everybody how old your son is. Oh, he is 16. He just turned 16 on Black Friday. Crazy. That doesn't even seem possible. Boxing, know, right? But let me tell you this. He has, before his boxing, he has a three-way shake every time. Really? Yeah, I've been giving it to him since he like for years, but now she's like I used to have it in his bottle. But he's getting into like the boxing, he tells me the other day make him a nutrition plan, and the other day he gets in the car after boxing, he's like mom, how do I get abs? I want to get cut. How how uh, how much does he weigh? I don't know. Is he lean? Yeah, he's leaned up yeah. now. Yeah, I mean he's boxing jujitsu, so he's, <laughs> he's, he should he's, use he's developing um, like he like, should use Formula shoulders. 19 if he's doing boxing and stuff like that. Formula 19 is great for between, like, for wrestlers, guys that are doing like long bouts of shit. Like all the guys that I know that cycle for long periods of time use Formula 19. I was going to say the guy that, that rode his bicycle across country dude, to come here did this, that. This dude rode his bike across the entire country. Not a motorcycle. Country and wanted a bicycle. to end his journey here. A fucking 10 speed. Or the Guinness Book of World Records. We have it all on video. We're not making this up. Abs he this kid read an article about breaking the Guinness Book of World Records for pedal-assisted bikes, which is a, a bike that, like, you can go farther dis distances because 
It has like a little bit of like a... You, you basically, it's hooked up to a motor, and as you pedal, the motor will help you keep momentum. Okay. So it's not like you can just start it up yeah, and start yeah, moving yeah. without pedaling. Yeah, yeah. You have to pedal it. duty bicycle, right? So the record is like, you know, let's just say for the math purposes that the, the record is like 10,000 miles, right? Like you have to go to here to here and then back. Well, he wanted to break the record by cycling around the United States, but he wanted his end stop where he broke the record to be here at Blackstone Labs. And he did the entire thing on our BCAs and Formula 19. That's super cool. He had a camelback full of it and That's just drank great. it on his back the entire ride. Wow. Yeah. Rode his bicycle. That's incredible. Yeah, it was like, a crazy story. I was like, this is the weirdest but most hilariously awesome thing that anyone has told me about our product. Show up sunburned and tired as shit to a barbecue. And he got like run over one, one He was day. like duct taping Passed it together. Yeah, it was the craziest story. Repairing his tire and shit. And it's funny because he said he ran out of Formula 19, like a week before he got here, and he's like, "This last week has been so much harder." <laughs> like you're the you're the ultimate poster boy for this now. That's cool, yeah. dude. I can't imagine being middle of however many mile trek and having a flat tire. I'd be like, ah, "Give after me a all flight that, home. After all that. Shit. Fly me home. This is bullshit." He was, such a, he was such an awesome dude that all his friends that followed along with the journey and saw him here in the videos and everything, they all joined the Legion after that. Mm -hmm. So wow. it was a good story. All right, well, anyway, we've done a lot of stories today. How long was this one, Eric? Two hours. Wow. Two hours. Oh, another one. And you know what? We're going to end it like we always do with a peace out bye.